This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get ready to fall back into good hygiene and impeccable grooming with Manscaped. Join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with promo code LASERTIME. And welcome to episode 439 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapares, coming to you from the Justin Allen Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on the studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Chris Antista has had a lot of trouble thinking of a nickname in the last couple of weeks. It's difficult. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm usually ready. Usually, there was somebody setting social media on fire every week who was also the president who would just mm-hmm. give you like all this fodder. Yeah, and now we don't um, have that anymore. Uh, who else? We don't have that anymore. Who, who's? I, oh, hold on. A president who I believe his dick will be played by Keegan Michael Key. Um, okay, <laughs> I'll need more elaboration on that in a second. That's a, who else? That's a tone no, joke. Matt. Matt, a Matt got joke. it. It's I saw his face get it. Tone deaf bard Matthew Allen and special guest Greg. Steel Assault is very good. More. I'm using my nickname slot to plug a thing I like. That's a pretty Greg good man. Pretty pretty good plug. So, wait, Thank Steel Assault. That, that, I'm thinking of, wait, Steel Battalion is the one with the giant controller. No, right? Steel Assault yeah. is new. It may come up in new releases. I don't oh. want to step on your toes. There's so many new releases this it, week. There's I hope it so does, many. because it's a, it's it a does not come up. I think classic. Steel Battle Lion has Greg in the credits. Mm. Uh, <laughs> does yeah, it? That's right. Well, the bad one. The bad one on uh, uh, the, <laughs> Connect. the Connect one. Yeah. Yep. Steel <laughs> Assault sounds like something you do when McDonald's is being stingy with their condiments. Like, I'm just going to go in there and steal all those salts, man. <laughs> okay. okay. Steal a salt. Now, Love wait it. a second. <laughs> I don't want to derail the show at all. <laughs> no, now I, no, no, not in the, especially not in the beginning because this is all about video games. Uh-huh, but like, uh-huh. there's, but I think personal health is important, and I think there's been a lot of paranoia about a lot of things going around the last few years, and I haven't expressed any of this, and now it's time. I think, I think Matt Allen is trying to kill me. Okay, yeah. and, well, and you just picked up on that. Yes, <laughs> this it, mother- incepting the idea to steal salt into your mind. This motherfucker—that's exactly what he did. Actually, uh, this motherfucker wants to uh, usurp my position as the second most tenured person on this podcast, and he's been after it for a while. And how how did I try to kill you this time? This conniving, uh, unbelievable lizard person, Matt Allen. <laughs> yes, um, uh-huh. texted me, "Hey, man." McDonald's has 50 Disney toys. Yes. And and I ate there three times in a week. Oh my and God. Like, I'm not a pinnacle wait, of health, wait. but like that fucking almost killed me. Everyone's commenting like, did your head get bigger? I'm like, no. Matt <laughs> Allen sent me to McDonald's three times this, this week to get 50 Disney toys. This isn't going to help my case any, but uh, are you using the rewards app? Because, no, man, I mean, I tried, you can get so much free stuff with those rewards and, and a deal. I get dollar fries there anytime i want that's not the important part because i go there and i order something and they won't let me buy the toy separately so i yes. have to get a what? happy meal that must be a and florida I, thing because in california I, I am that dad i roll through the drive-thru i'd like a coffee 
and two child's toys, please. And they look at me and say, sir, that's fine. That'll be $5. Is that, what I'm, the I'm fuck? totally I gotta fine. I got to try it. Because I don't have the wherewithal to not eat an adjacent Happy Meal after like an hour and a half <laughs> after eating at McDonald's. Which I will do, except for those awful apple slices. Jesus Christ! But, but the thing with kids. those toys is they're they're meant to be they're they're made for you because they're meant just to be posed on a shelf. They have their own little backdrops. Yeah, like. no shit. Like they, they, <laughs> they they're they're characters from the 1930s through 50s that I don't yes. think kids are totally into. I, my, and, one of my kids got the best one though. She got the BB-8, giving the thumbs up, oh, and wow. I'm like, oh hell yeah, that's the best one, dude. I want I want that. I want uh, what's his nuts from Soul. Instead, I got all the girl characters. And yes, I'm including Bambi in that, uh, which are fine. I love Bambi, and I love Lady, and I love Dory, but I nearly died. I've been shitting out my mouth all week. <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody's told you this. McDonald's is dangerous. And, <laughs> it's and, that and, and, and not good. And not only that, did you see, like, in the news, they were like, yeah, we're McDonald's. We want to get with this uh, whole Earth environmentalist program. We're going to stop producing plastic toys. So it's not only like, this is coveted by me. This is the end of an... This is the end of our the era of toys oh, for anybody boy. who ever liked McDonald's toys. Oh boy! Granted, environmentalists like, hey, hey, your plastic isn't the problem. Yeah. It's your beef, you fucking yeah. idiot. It's the plastic you're putting it's, in those. those they're, patties. they're probably <laughs> stopping the plastic to offset the the, the deforestation and uh, fucking methane gas they're responsible for so, by their beef. Well, the, but the but honestly, deal. like that plastic is the whole reason you guys are the biggest burger chain in the world. You get rid of that, right. you're just another shitty burger chain. The beef is actually far less important than, yes. than the toys. Chris, did I you notice e those? I even associate you with like the only slide in the universe that generates enough static electricity <laughs> to make my sister cry. She <laughs> <laughs> won't build a no, real I metal get, slide. Yeah, totally. yeah, you get rid of the Happy Meal toys within a generation. Within one generation, you will be shitty jack-in-the-box. Holy shit, that's true. Wow. Yes. We put cheese slices in our tacos. Please, stoners, enjoy this. There's <laughs> something about their food. Like the other day, I had just one ice cream cone, right? But then I still had the smell on me the rest of the day that I like as if I, I had eaten fries in a burger. And I'm like, you shouldn't smell this way after eating an ice cream. Oh, cone. it's not like just there's... eating the ice cream. It's if you were near a McDonald's, you will smell yeah. like that. It's like being in That's a smoker's house. Well, and it, Chris, did you notice the whole thing? Like at one point it was a story like, no, Disney is no longer working with McDonald's yeah, because they don't, back. you know. But yeah, but they came back. But it was like it's like when your buddy gets back with his girlfriend that you'd all kind of been talking shit about for a long time where he just like he shows up one day like he doesn't really yeah. publicize it like oh we're we're, we're back together again you hey, know baby, it's like kind what of if on i the gave you though? 50 toys <laughs> it's not true because i i live in, i live in the deep south because like they still have the kiosk up for ron gone wrong a movie i have not heard a fucking sentence about uh, yeah that disney yeah. inherited from fox ron gone wrong okay. but uh instead i'm calling on <laughs> please somebody save my life Send me 47 of the Disney toys. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you got to eat 47 that, more Happy Meals. Sorry. Save my life, please. I feel it, like, it, like that's going to be a lot auction on eBay that would probably go for at least $1,000, mm -hmm. like all 50 of those toys together. What did I see that's going for $1,000 now? The disc copies of Fortnite, of all things. Like Somebody what? was huh? saying like they were being marked down to $5 at Walmart right. a few years ago, these, and now they're being gotta, sold online for like 1000 Like We got to get these rich rubes. Out. We got to get the rich rubes out of, out of classic game collection. 
collection, man. Who like the, the fuck is buying that? All of our listeners are assembling that like $120 NES Lego set where they can build yeah. a fake NES. But but like, like the who are we to judge? I, I I don't like. Maybe it's a scarcity thing. Maybe it's purely a collector's thing. Like you would. There's no reason to ever take the plastic wrap off that. Fortnite is free. Like <laughs> yeah yeah. But it's it's like it. You're. I collect uh, very lightly home video versions of Pinocchio from all around the world. I got CDs, Betamax, Laserdiscs from Japan, uh, DVDs, Blu-rays from every... And they they cost nothing. Whenever I see them, it's like $2. But this is like... This is the only time it was physically released. True. And, and it probably still works. <laughs> I can't imagine Well, it still probably you install it, and then it's just like downloading thousands of updates. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. more, more than probably. That yeah. is definitely downloading game, one terabyte of patches. Yeah, exactly. yeah, the game gets patched every day, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it probably comes with some like exclusive skin or dance that you can only get, and that's why it's going for a thousand bucks. No, no, I bet it doesn't. I bet it doesn't. There's nothing exclusive in that pack. There's nothing they really? wouldn't sell. Yeah. Know. There's nothing they wouldn't sell online. It was just maybe got it. There's not like a floss that shows the asshole of the character or something really exotic. (laughs) It it wasn't available that long. I I remember I was telling my cousin a few years ago, like if you've been listening to us podcast for a while, I thought Fortnite was one of the best games I saw at E3 like 2012, and I couldn't wait to play it. And Dave and I loved it, and it was so weird. And that was before the battle royale mode. They they Mm. gave us everything, all this loot, like day one because. The world wasn't interested in Fortnite right. the way the it was when it launched. Game. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was fucking a Minecraft clone, yep. and mm-hmm. yeah, I was totally into it. And I, I, I'm, I don't know. That's my that's my claim to fame with my stupid fucking cousin. Oh, by the way, uh, we forgot to say this leading in, but Spooptober is yes, kicking yes, off. Well, I, was, I was about to lead into that. Um, I in a- let it off with death. Matt Allen wants me dead. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty no, That's that's actually a great lead in because. Today, when this comes out, is the first day of Spooptober, Spoop. and, and uh, we're going to ease into it with a spooky <laughs> top five about uh, a new word you're about to learn, which is psychopomps. You don't ease into Spooptober, Michael. You go all in on Spooptober. Yeah, you well, plunge is, your hands. This is sort in... of halfway, and then it's like it's a spooky no. topic. The games themselves are not necessarily spooky, eh. but but it's you know it's a, it's a good way to bring us in because a psychopomp is what matt it is a person who shepherds souls to the afterlife yes. the next phase of yes. life it's a being or deity who's associated with the afterlife like i think it, it, like a guide i think like anubis is considered yeah, a like, psychopomp saint peter is probably considered a psychopomp stuff mm, like that famous, yeah famous. yeah or like is it charon in in yeah. uh, greek mythology Char- they yeah charon or charon however you want to pronounce it is a psychopomp right see he's I mean, not so I'm much glad. he's just a chthonic god who lords over the after yeah he's the guy when you're there yeah. I, see i'm glad you told me though because i would have thought it was just like a hairdo in a cyberpunk game like oh yeah, yeah you know the psychopomp yeah, I, I learned <laughs> that I should, word sh- from neil gaiman's american gods but ah, okay. uh, i, sh- I should oh, also sure, say yeah. to slide in a light plug for 30 2010 uh, and 302010 games you'll eventually be on. Uh, Dark Souls turns 10. Uh, dark, dark, yeah. Dark Souls? Yeah. Oh, 10 wow. years old. Oh, this yeah. week. This week. Oh, yeah. It is 10 years old. So it's not the beginning of the Souls phenomenon because that began with Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, 
the the phenomenon truly began with Dark Souls. Yes. Dark Souls uh, yeah. is what happens when you don't have a psychopomp to guide you. Exactly. Ah, there it is. You have to have some <laughs> random undead asshole go around collecting all the souls and then using them to buy shit. <laughs> and, right. and power himself up or whatever. Yeah, he gives me to buy a sword. It sucks. Yeah. Using it like muscle milk. <laughs> ah, Jesus. He but, used me for a stat. I couldn't even tell what I was doing. It says it raised my decks, but I wasn't any faster. I don't get it. Am I in heaven yet? Oh, I've just fortified this guy's van brace or something. Oh, like no. That. <laughs> Stuck in this witch's staff or whatever. Ah, oh, terrible. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, so we're going to be talking about five games where your job is ostensibly more or less to bring souls into the afterlife. And uh, after that, we've got a ton of new releases to talk about. Oh my God, I think I was maybe able to play a third of this list. And and some of this is like holdovers from last week. Mm-hmm. I tried, man. A lot of tried. new games. A lot yeah, of new games. Of Luckily, new games. on the news... We're in the season. Mm-hmm. News news can be on the short-er side because there's really kind of one dominant thing for most of the news, but it's... I love Chris Pratt! (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that's the thing we're all supposed to be losing our shit about. (laughs) Yeah, we're supposed to be very mad about that. Uh, It's It's pretty awful. It's like in the the space of a week, it's gone from like, really, really? To just like, I accept this as I do all horrible things. I just don't think the role is as hard as people are making it out to be. It's the most, like, do a bad stereotypical Italian impression. Yeah. Any one of us. Yeah, could I know, do. but it's not going to be me, that now. Mario. It's going like, like, <laughs> to be like, oh, clutch! Think, is that a mushroom? I'm Chris Pratt. Yeah, Give him six off. months of training, he'll get it down. I'm pretty, mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident. I mean, he was in the Lego Movie, so it's not like this is his first time doing voice acting. So. Dude, put that yeah. on my TikTok. I'm Mario now. Woot! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that, that's not. in the news. So yeah. yeah, we'll definitely talk about. In addition to Chris Pratt, there were some other interesting casting choices yes absolutely we'll get into those and a bunch of other stuff but first first psychopomps right after this autumn is in the air the pumpkins are in the patch and our friends at manscaped are here to make sure you don't uh (laughs) carve your pants pumpkins or your thanksgiving gourd when you're grooming your patch you know what i mean Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the Leaders in Male Grooming and their brand new 4th Generation Performance Package. And this season, get 20% off those grooming needs by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping using the promo code LASERTIME. Because, hey guys, just because it's the Halloween season, it doesn't mean you should walk around looking like the wolf, man. Come on, fellas. There's going to be plenty of sexy costuming afoot, so you got to step up your game a little bit with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. The 4th Generation Lawnmower Trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced and safe technology. Plus, it's waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop those worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. This nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. (laughs) Seal the deal with a Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, which will have your balls smelling as delicious as pumpkin spice lattes on a chilly autumn morning. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Are you ready to fall head over heels for Manscaped yet? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using the promo code LASERTIME. That's one word, LASERTIME. Once again, that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. It's a fall ball. Choose Manscaped because your balls will thank you. 
we're back to talk about what? Psychopomps. Psychopomps. It sounds like somebody who's either imaginary or criminally insane who is uh, very full of themselves. Psychopomps. Yes, true. Yeah. I keep waiting for some someone to tie this back to Psychonauts, which you've been talking about a lot lately, but I yeah. can't. The best I don't know how year. to do it. It's got to be one. Well, of you. you don't. They don't die in Psychonauts. You got to go in their head when they're still alive, and then you work that's that true. shit out. That's that's more just like a therapy game. Yeah, maybe it's someone just is that the dead words are very similar. Heads. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Psychopomp, that's all I got. I was hoping someone would have more than <laughs> somebody cue up Psychopomp and Circumstance. Come on, let's go. There you go. Somebody. Oh, somebody put that whole song together. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That, is that pop? Yeah. I, uh, I might have been doing the wrong classical song. <laughs> All right. Let's begin with... Number five. On your way to your first working day as a field reaper, hmm? as any good instructor of the Ministry of Death, I'll be guiding you through these final steps into full field reaper territory. Uh, Patrick Stewart. The American Dad game? My <laughs> yes. word. Clearly. Uh, any guesses what this is? No. Nope. It was uh, on uh, Game Pass for a very long time, so it's not like I... you didn't have a chance to play it. Oh, son mm. of a bitch. I did. It's Peace Do, so, like, god damn it. This is a game uh, called Felix the Reaper. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, sure. And Felix, his job is not so much to guide souls to the afterlife, but to freeze time and arrange things so that they die the way that they're supposed to. Okay. But he also has a very specific personality quirk. <clears throat> By the way, about your little quirk, as we've discussed, some of the other Reapers find it somewhat, um, unnerving. So, while you're in the field, you'll try to keep the dancing to a minimum. So, yeah. It's a puzzle game. The entire time, Felix puts on a pair of headphones and just dances nonstop. And uh, your job is to get him to, like, time is frozen. You can rearrange elements so that, like, for example, a spear will come flying into the hunter who's supposed to die in a hunting accident. And while you're you're doing this, you have a device called a sundial, which can rotate the sun 90 degrees in pretty much two directions, and you can only exist in the shadows. So you have to rotate the shadows back and forth to create paths for yourself through the level to interact with the items that you're supposed to interact with. And it's a little odd because every character in the game sort of looks dead already. Like, there's a deer that you have to set up at one point. Like, okay, put it in the path of this spear so that it dies and, and it like has like ribs showing through already like it's it's clearly decaying but it's running around and uh, maybe maybe it's just like well someone from the afterlife would just see us all as a bunch of dead rotting corpses already I, I don't know what the symbolism here is if there is any no just a deer saying I'm not dead yet mm -hmm. you know yeah I get you but then each, each level is kind of like a multi-stage Rube Goldberg device where for example, the first level seems straightforward enough. Oh, this hunter's throwing a spear in the Middle Ages, and he's missing this deer. I'll just move this other hunter to where the spear is supposed to hit. And like, no, wrong victim. You're supposed to kill the hunter who threw the spear. It's like, well, how do you do that? 
And then the next several stages are setting up events so that the hunter gets very, very drunk and starts really annoying the other hunter. Wow. Yeah, very wet burp. Is it broadly in the same vein as a uh, ghost trick? It sounds like ghost trick. Maybe a little bit ghost tricky in that you are trying to arrange things in the environment to get a certain result. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's very different. It's like it's a sort of an overhead grid based game where you're you're moving around from square to square, and uh, again, only existing in the shadows. So you like. You can, you can actually place objects to create shadows, and it's like, okay, now I can stand here where I couldn't before, and this creates a path between these two pieces of shadow, whatever. But, um, yeah, ultimately, uh, it, it kind of leaves questions of the afterlife up to uh, players' interpretation, because, again, you are really just the invisible hand of death. It's like, well, it's your time, so I'm going to set it up so you die now. Whether that involves ferrying a spirit to the underworld, who knows? Who cares? You didn't even do one Adam Carolla impression that whole time? You're talking about the Reaper? Come on, now. No. Why should or, I? Or Norm? Or Norm from, from Family Guy? Come on. It was originally Norm. Norm was the Reaper in Family Guy. Oh, yeah, before. Okay. Yeah, he, and, oh. and, yeah, and Disney just Reapered Family Guy from Adult Swim. I, I, I never you get know, tired of mentioning true. that. Norm MacDonald has been in my feed constantly this last week or two, however mm-hmm. long it's been. I haven't seen any mention of the fact that he was Colonel Sanders for a hot second. Yeah, that's he was. true. That's right. That's and true. that's it's weird. Like it's, we just all forgot. Yeah. Well, I think uh, they've been switching out Colonel Sanders so much that uh, maybe we wanted to save him that bit of dignity. So yeah. thanks for nothing. <laughs> thanks for nothing. Dignity. I'm sorry. Come I on, he's a comedian. There's no there a way we can thing. tie this back to the topic at hand. I don't, yeah. I don't know. There's comedian, and then there's comedians who play the colonel, Michael. They're they're two separate. Think how many there. people he helped to the Reaper's hands as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> how many chickens? How many chickens? Yeah, souls? You, you eat that uh, fried fried chicken there, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one to talk. Anyway, uh, but it's it's a pretty fun puzzle game. It's uh, got a heavy musical element, and if you like dark humor. Felix the Reaper is pretty cool, but uh, I should switch to something these guys know how to talk about. Don't Number four. And when I said these guys i meant met specifically yeah you really you really caught lightning in a bottle there with that clip from spirit yeah where you're chasing lightning around to harvest it to use on your ship that is supposedly ferrying souls to the afterlife but it really just feels like you collect souls most of the game and like you're just giving them an afterlife on your your boat it's it's like it's like animal crossing but on a boat like it's like you build houses, you build places for your villagers, let's call them, and and but they're like people from your life who are now they look like animals, or maybe they always look like animals. I I can't really tell. Yeah, I, just, I can't spoil this game for you guys because I don't know the ending. I haven't played all the way to the end up, but I, the setup definitely makes it qualify for a list. Like literally, the beginning of the game is 
you are now the person shepherding souls to the yeah. afterlife. Like you're you're woken up in a boat by uh, Karen or Charon, the the, the ferryman, and Sharon. He, yeah, Sharon. He, Sharon. he prefers Sharon. Sharon and yeah. Karen. Uh, he <laughs> and he he wakes you up, and he's just like. Well, uh, I'm quitting. It's your time to take over my job, so uh, I'll just be passing on to the other side now. It's very polite and very huge. Uh, none of the other souls that you encounter are quite that big, I don't think. No, no. But it's, uh, yeah, so Spirit Fair, though, did it come out last year? Uh, it came out on Game Pass at least last year. And yeah. as a 2D animation fan, is the prettiest fucking game I've it, ever played. It's played beautiful. in my life. It's super it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. It is really pretty to look at, and it, it, it's weird in this day and age where that never gets old. Uh, we have access to 4K HDR. This game needs none of that. Yeah, it's it's, it's animated really well too, and I think part of the game, like in, in addition to kind of being visually appealing, is it's just like sensory, sensorily. I don't know. Like it's it appeals to all the senses because like the music is just really relaxing. In fact, the biggest problem I've had is. When I try to play this late at night, I've sometimes fallen asleep playing this game because it's so relaxing mm. and you can you can totally get sidetracked and do the Animal Crossing thing of I'm just going to grow crops and cook dishes for the people on my boat or walk up and hug the people on my boat because you're trying you're trying to make keep those people really happy as as much as you can and then you can yes you'll be like told of a mission like oh we heard about someone on this island over here and you you plot a course you fish like it's it's um. Yeah, there's there's no other game like it. It's, it's definitely unique, but it's it's also just a kind of a beautiful experience. And yeah, I lament the fact that I haven't finished it because I also hear the ending has a kind of a touching twist and makes a lot of people cry. So there's no. that. Yeah, and, but you know it's a good game because it has a fishing mini game. <laughs> the music here but the payoff is a little disappointing you barely even get to see the fish it just sort of jumps up and disappears into your inventory yeah and that's that yeah and you're using this your fishing rod is actually this kind of magical tool that you can use for a variety of purposes it can be literally a reaper like when you're farming or yeah. it can be your fishing rod a scythe but yes yeah yes, uh, yes, yeah yes, it's yes, just uh, yeah, yeah she right, the well you have like it's called like the everbright or something like that, right? Yeah. And it's like yeah, this yeah. ball of light that can assume all these different forms. And your cat also has one. And if you go overboard off of your continually growing ship and swim around, your cat will just sort of balance on it and daintily roll around like a lumberjack on this tiny mm -hmm. ball. So, yeah, it's it's pretty great. It's It's a very chill game. The platforming mechanics are a lot of fun. And as you recruit more souls, you'll be able to, like offer up the coins they give you to unlock new abilities like double jumps and floating and cool stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty rad. Still on Game Pass, too, by the yep. way. So if you haven't, I do recommend just give it a shot. You, you, you might really like it. Yeah, might come away surprised. Anyway, <laughs> now on to Chris. Number three. <laughs> what did I do? Is this ringing any bells, Chris? 
No, tell a lot, me. A lot of bird action in there, Chris. Mm-hmm. A lot of bird action from this year. Uh-huh. I believe you've said this is your game of the year. Oh, fucking dark. Oh, God. Death's Door. It's Death's Door. Death's Door. Death's Door. I thought Psychonauts 2 was your game of the year. That too. Uh, that's that's mine one? so far. Or mm. One of them. No, no. One of them. Uh, yeah, Psychonauts 2 and Death's Door are my game of the year so far. Yeah. But yeah, so tell uh, us about Death's Door. This is Zelda fast ass Link to the Past. Super fast as a souls like, yeah. but you're not stealing souls. Like something is wrong, hmm. and it has a very simple story. Uh, but I played this game for like like thirty, like in like five times for like ten hours straight. I love this game. Yeah, it's not too long. It's very very uh, bite sized. This game, the art style, so unique, so cool. Like there's one of the first bosses was like the teacup witch, I think she is or something. The like Urn that. witch, and she uh, has a habit of appearing throughout her mansion and surprising you, scaring me. Mm-hmm. And she's just there, staring at you and going, "Oh, what the fuck are you doing in my house, she, dearie?" She's. And she's off-putting looking. She looks like the old witch from Spirited Away. Mm. You know, she's like just very unique looking. But yeah, it, but you play as this, you're a crow or a raven, I guess. And you're, yeah. you're, you work for, it's kind of like the Bureau in Hades. Like, you know, there's a lot of paperwork and people like, ah, oh, this is all the doldrums of shepherding yeah. souls all day. You know? So you, you kind of are stealing souls, but it's because the soul that you were assigned to take was stolen by another crow and uh, locked behind Death's Door. And in order to get enough power to open Death's Door, you have to go after these four very powerful souls. And you get the sense as you're going through that you're uncovering some sort of corruption in your yeah. own employer's office. Yeah, because your, your boss comes off as a bad guy when, mm-hmm. you, when you meet him in there. You're like, oh, you, you're a dick. Yeah. Not not the bird boss, like the, the, the owner of yeah, the, the boss soul boss. company. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, imagine that someone associated with death being kind of a dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also a CEO, so he's making uh, like a thousand times what every other of Raven's course, making. Of course, it's, he, it's bad. It, I, I make one soul, he makes ten. Uh, yeah, it, right. it's <laughs> this should be a country song. Well, what <laughs> what's uh, that? Like, <laughs> boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time. Mm-hmm. The toilet paper's free. Hi <laughs> I have not worked for anyone else in a long time. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> has, have any of us used free toilet paper in a while? No. Try <laughs> to avoid it. I can. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's that? Everyone here has a bidet? I mean, if I wanted to wipe my ass with cotton candy, I'd just go do that. Mm. I don't need to get that fucking <laughs> cheap toilet this, paper. This game is great. Do not fucking sleep on it. It is fucking excellent. Yeah. Uh, I needed a, a hint like twice. It is so intuitive and wonderful. Uh, what if what if a Zelda was more combat focused? Yeah, that's a good way of putting two, it. And a two D Zelda was more combat. A lot focused. of a lot of the Zelda bits are just like there's a lot of puzzle solving in the environment to figure out how to get to the next boss. And, and if stuff. you're thinking like, well, Zelda's already combat focused. Like it's not. I wouldn't go as far as to call it like bullet hell ish, but like there's a lot of stuff going on on screen during an average fight. You kind of have to watch a lot of different directions because something might come rocketing in from across the screen when you're least expecting it. 
Um, yeah, it, it's more timing and skill based than Zelda combat. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's that's so it, that's where yeah. the Souls like stuff kicks off. Yeah. But it's it's also like there's that whole way, dodge roll attack 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 dodge 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 thing. But but also very mm-hmm. simplified attacks. Like n- nothing as complex as like Souls of like oh yeah your weapon's gonna change now and you do this. It's like no, it's 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 basically two attacks and a dodge roll. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, but it works. It's a lot of fun. This game is the shit. Play the fuck out of it. Oh my god. It's like $20. And for some reason not on Game Pass. This should have been fought over by Epic and Game Pass hmm. to be to be free. I'm surprised. It, it, I promise this will make Game of the Year list. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing a good job defending it because somebody's messaging me. Uh, it's, um, it's this year's and, Hades, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. For me, sort of. Like a, a refined version of a classic gameplay trope with... Way more fast, competent, and modern gameplay. It's fucking awesome. Um, play play this game called Darkest Door. Death, Death Door. Death Door. Death Door. Death Door. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, let's move on to... Number two. To my side, my noble Einherjar. These are formidable adversaries. <laughs> yeah! Feel my wrath. Finishing strike. Extreme void. Huh. I grow tired of you. I did not doctor that sound in any oh, way. Those are all things fight. I say in the bedroom. <laughs> what Every a... single one of those things I say in the bedroom. Uh, prepare for my strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grow tired of you. Feel to my, my wrath. My I... noble and hairy are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a pinata of fantastic sounds. That that game just like gets me. Yeah. What game? That's Valkyrie Profile. Yes, Valkyrie okay. Profile. Hey. Thank you. Um, yeah, where you play... I always get this confused. Is this related to the Valkyria Chronicles series? No, totally different. Not related. No, except not that they share roots in Nordic mythology. I guess. Sort of. Valkyries. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe not so much. But um yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Valkyrie profile, you are playing as nominally as a Valkyrie named Leneth, whose job is to swoop down into battlefields and Take the souls of noble warriors who've died in battle so that you can build an army to fight in Ragnarok. And the way that you find these soldiers is Leneth and the goddess Freya. Freya saying, like, just clear your mind and listen. And it's like a scene from Superman where she listens and just starts hearing everything. tell this is mid-90s because the voice acting is so wildly uneven how polite are those people to not all speak at once when they're talking in your head you know they, they mm-hmm. clearly waited for the other guy's mm-hmm. line to finish it's, it's and not just a, a whole lot of chatter yeah that, that to be fair um speaking of pausing between lines man i love this game but this trend in every jrpg just kills me lenith valkyrie 
I would not summon you, the greatest of the three goddesses who govern destiny, without good cause. Yes, my lord. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Four he, second pause. He, hey guys, this is Macho Man Randy Savage just popping in here to ask you one thing. You know, uh, you know, one thing oh, yeah. we didn't do in the eighties was pause between lines. Oh yeah! yeah! Don't touch my wife. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know thanks, if it kills thanks, Randy the, Savage the, for the, by. like the dramatic timing, or if it adds to it. Because every no, line has this dramatic it. pause. Well, I, I've heard that the dramatic pauses in JRPGs are like a distinctly Japanese thing. It's like it's considered very rude to interrupt. So you wait until you're sure <laughs> the other person is done talking. You give it a beat and then you say, I'm, I'm not sure if it's that or like CD seek times. Like we have to I find the next the sound. Probably that. Yeah. That's yeah. probably what it was. <laughs> That seems more likely to me. There, there's a laser there's searching these for characters some bits. Are Japanese. That's true. <laughs> You know, a lesser game would have said, hey, in this game you're a Valkyrie, and that means you can fly and you can sword fight. But mm-hmm. this game says you're a Valkyrie, and that means you have a job. And it's it's a, like a, a comprehensive simulation of the lifestyle of a Valkyrie. You do... Like, it's got a very catchy hook. You know, it's not just this this skin-deep premise. It's like the whole game is built around this idea of what a Valkyrie would do. So, yeah, you have, like, the radar phase where you, like, listen in and, and like, hone in on people who just died. And then you go and, like, watch their last minutes play out uh, and, like, negotiate with them. And then you go and fly around a sword fight. Uh but it, it's it's cool because it establishes this like this sort of loop, right? Where you're you're just going about the Valkyrie's business. You collect the soul, you fight with the soul to level them up, you send them yeah. off. But then the game kind of, uh, I don't know if you could really discover this without like reading a guide or something. But the good ending in the game requires that you like go off the rails and stop just like unquestioningly doing your job as a Valkyrie and like start like. Uh, defying your role hmm. and then there's this whole like extra leg of the game where you get the good ending and so it's uh, it's cool because it, esta- it the game feels like it's this job simulator but then the real game is you saying like F this job wow <laughs> I never knew that that's amazing <laughs> yeah I just I just went through it and got the good ending for the first time earlier this year so it's oh, semi fresh in my mind oh thank you but yeah I, I like it just it's so sad because like you said like you you're seeing these characters last moments but it's not just that like just, even just that very first thing with like Arngrim and the princess like you have like it's almost like a visual novel where you are seeing like this whole story arc about them and like how they meet and they get into this situation where the princess is poisoned with this potion that turns her into a monster and then they end up fighting and killing each other i I don't actually remember what happens at the end of that but um (laughs) but it 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 is very melancholy and then you have to you're the one who swoops down and tells them like well you're dead time to come with me time to go off to odin land well it's super bleak right because the whole game you're watching people's like most tragic moments Mm-hmm. And then, and then you're not really helping them. Like no. you, you're kind of using them, and then yeah. saying, and then like the the ultimate reward in this mythology is you go off to this like 
you know, battlefield in the sky, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. You battle every day and you feast every night on your victories, mm-hmm. you know, to celebrate your victories. Yeah. Well, sounds like sounds like an awesome Iron Maiden song. And then eventually you get to fight in the <laughs> battle to end all battles. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yes. Coming 2022, boy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I think it is. Right? Yeah. Well, when you said, like, oh, it'd be very easy to just have, you know, a Valkyrie flying around and slashing things, I thought maybe you were... Ha- having a little dig at Odin Sphere, which is more or less. No, that. I, that's a great game too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that Vanillaware game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both side scrolling, though. Yeah, I will say though that uh, I think um, having played through it and gotten the good ending, it's very obscure. I think you kind of have to use a guide. So I think the intended experience playing the game is that the first time you play through it, you get what I would call the normal ending, which is like neither great nor bad there's also a bad ending which is also hard to get you have to like go out of your way to get it so i think you're supposed to go through the game get this normal ending where it's like okay yeah this is what they promised you you send them to ragnarok and then they do the thing Hmm. and then you use a guide and you get the good ending but the the normal ending is still so substantial that it's like it feels like you'd be remiss to skip that in an effort to just get the good ending, because like it's the whole it's the whole Valhalla part of the game, right? So you kind of have to play it twice, I think, to get the full experience. Did you but ever play fun, the sequel, Silmaria? So. Yeah, I didn't get all the way through it. Uh, I've been meaning to give it another shot. I bought it at launch way back in '06, and it's good. It's one of the best looking PS2 games I think I've ever seen. Um, you know, because it was super late in the PS2's life, mm-hmm. um, and most of the game is sort of 2.5D, so I think that allowed them to, you know, pretty it up because the like the environments weren't that big. Nice. Um, it's it's different though. You don't do the whole thing where you like you fly around a world map and like mm-hmm. home in on souls that you can hear in your head. It's it's kind of a more conventional RPG, but it's still I don't know like. It's it's like the combat still it feels like a weird hybrid between the Valkyrie Pro- Profile One stuff and then like I don't know other other PS2 sort of tactical RPG like I just played Dragon Quarter if you ever played Dragon Quarter uh, it's got a lot of shared concepts with that where like moving uses your action points but you're moving yeah. in real time huh I really like the first game's approach to side scrolling where it's like you're like you you're using if I remember right, like your sword and projectiles and stuff to clear obstacles. But then like when you fight a monster, like rather than an action thing, like that's when the RPG style battle kicks in. Yeah. I've always said it's, it's an RPG for people who don't like RPGs, which is me. Uh, Cause (laughs) the dungeons kind of feel like a Castlevania type game, except when you slash an enemy, uh, it takes you into this battle screen. And then the battles also don't really feel like an RPG. They feel cause there's a real time component. Kind of like uh, those, I don't know, like the Mario and Luigi games where you have sure, yeah. like, no, cool. but it's or or if you played Indivisible, I think that was yeah. inspired by this. Yeah, where Indivisible you, had that. Yeah. Uh, each member of your party is mapped to a face button, and you you're trying to time the hits uh, so that right. you can like juggle them in midair between your party members and stuff. And then if you if you get a high enough combo, uh, you like get a super move that you can do with it. So you're trying to chain together enough moves to get a super and then the super will also raise your combo meter so the best thing you can do is get a high enough combo that your every single person in your party gets to do their super move and it's just like this long ass 
cycle of fireworks and good times. It's a real shame that Square grabbed active time battle so long ago because that would perfectly describe mm. that that sort of right. turn-based with real-time action elements in it. Yeah. Know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's been a long time since I've played this game, so I'm glad you're here to remind me of what it's like. Well, uh, and unfortunately PSP now it's exclusive. very hard to get, right, because it was never – there was a PSP port that's good, but it never came to PSN, so you mm. have to have the UMD. The sequel was straight to PSP. Oh wait! I'm thinking of a different game. Keep going, Greg. Lenith, I'm... as it was called, yeah, it was it was branded as Valkyrie Profile Lenith on the PSP. Say, it... I hate my hamburgers with Lenith. <laughs> <laughs> hate it. Yeah, I just think, what's the frequency, Lenith? But uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one that comes to comes mm-hmm. to mind for me too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then the PS1 version is like hundreds of dollars now. Oof. Wow. Just so I don't so, feel left out, all I could think of was Lenneth and Squiggy. That was my joke. I didn't tell it at the time, and I felt like I had to get it out there. Well, I'm sure it's it's worth hundreds of dollars in normal times. Now it's probably thousands because everything yeah. seems to have yeah. uh, quintupled in, in value. I think I, I just paid like 70 bucks for a sealed copy of Yanya Kabbalista Street Skater because <laughs> I wanted to, like, that was a PS2 game that came with a fingerboard that you would put over the analog sticks and control like that. And I was suddenly wildly curious about, like, oh, what, what's this like? And so I, like, here's a $40 copy on eBay and turned into a bidding war. <laughs> and, and now I have this sealed thing. It's just like, I bought this just to find out how it plays and now I'm afraid to open it because I'll completely destroy its value. That's how they get you. Michael, yeah, I, uh, I, I so that answers my question. It. Answers my question I was going to have, which is, uh, did you put did you put the skateboard on your dick? Yes, Matt, I put the skateboard on my perfect. dick. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Good. Oh, good. Right. I'm not the only one. Whew. So the so board wasn't again. sealed. Oh, well. <laughs> that was a used board, yeah. yeah. Uh, the whole thing is sealed. I just, uh, it's a good thing he has all those 3D printed home versions already of that board, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is a board a sex toy? I don't understand. This. Well, you you said you put it over oh, the nub of the of the analog uh, stick. Yeah, both and I analog just, sticks. I just imagine yeah, some dude then, doing like the little, you know, what it, tech decks, you know, the, uh-huh. the skateboard you rub things. Rub your butt but... on the board like a dog with an itchy honey. <laughs> oh, man, I can't. I was just reflecting on how it's kind of weird that we call those things sticks. They're really not. No. Anything like a stick? <laughs> they're nubs. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're nubs. mushrooms. Yeah, they're nubs. But they're in, presidential in the 70s, dicks. They were, they were sticks. A joystick was truly presidential dicks. Yeah. I, I grab the left presidential dick. Saying if we if space aliens came tomorrow and we were showing them around, we'd be like, "This is a stick, and this is an analog stick." You see this? You see the similarity? <laughs> and I'm like, no war between our peoples for a thousand years. <laughs> I, I do feel archaic where sometimes, yeah, instead of saying analog stick, I'll be like, oh, it's the left joystick. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right either. No one calls those joysticks. These have like, never brought joy to a single soul. <laughs> 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 they're hate sticks? Uh, <laughs> <didn't you say? laughs> All right. We're getting off topic, which, as I'll remind you, Ooh, is psychopomps. 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 Sorry for the wait, Mr. Flores. I am ready to take you now. Take me? Take me where? Now, now. There's no need to be nervous. Nervous? No. Just your appearance. It's a little intimidating. Intimidating? Me? But I'm your friend. My name's Manny Calavera. I'm your new travel agent. I don't want a new travel agent. I want to go home. (laughs) You can't go home, Celso. You're dead. 
What's this? Green Fandango. Yes. This From was my the, first exposure oh, to yes. Sugar Skull style, like yeah. like Latin that type type of Latin art. Like mm-hmm. Grim Fandango was my first really time seeing it. Because Dia de los <laughs> my, Muertos my, up until recently wasn't really the, a thing in the, the states. The guacamole motif. Oh, yeah. oh guacamole, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. guacamole. Yeah, the the cocoa, the yeah calavera. Yeah, but what, when when, when this came out, Dia de los Muertos was still pretty like. I've never heard of this. It was, it was a concept mm-hmm. that pretty much only like Latin culture had celebrated. But now with Coco, I think people know what it is. And I wish this game, well, I know they had that re-release, but I wish it would have a resurgence because by all accounts, this might be the culmination of the LucasArts adventure games. And yeah. at least in terms of storytelling and humor, mm-hmm. like this, this is the one I think everyone kind of looks back on fondly, mm-hmm. you know? I, I still remember somebody yelling at me like way back in the game's radar days because they called this a point and click, and it's just like it clearly uses tank controls. Like, all right, fine. You, <laughs> oh yeah, it you does, control yeah. the character directly. There's no point in clicking, which they didn't really address. I think for the re-release, I do. I do recall using tank controls in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, this is yeah one of one of LucasArts's best adventure games one of the games that like really put Tim Schafer on the map as a creator mm. in it you are you are Manny Calavera and you're working as a reaper who in this version of reality is an afterlife travel agent and everybody who dies has to undertake this four-year journey through this sort of liminal afterlife to get to the real afterlife and Manny has been working at this travel agency for God knows how long trying to work off a debt. And eventually, like, the game becomes his four-year journey as he, you know, loses his job and transitions through all these other stages of his, his unlife with his friends Mercedes or Meche and, well, this guy. Gladys. Is that a German name? Oh, no. My roots lie not in any earthly nation's soil. I am an elemental spirit summoned up from the land of the dead itself and given one purpose, one skill, one desire to drive or to change oil and adjust timing belts if no driving jobs are open. Yeah, everybody loves Glottis, the gigantic demon who's obsessed with cars and looks like a Big Daddy Roth creature <laughs> when he's driving. This brings it all back to Psychonauts, after all, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, sort of. It, it's it got sort that of does. Same, it's From got that Psycho same humor. To Psychonaut, yeah. I was a I was a poor Mac kid. Not mm. poor in the actual sense, but poor as in I didn't have a PC, you and me so both. I couldn't. Yeah, Respect. so we didn't. I don't think we got this game. Um, no. And I remember seeing it at a friend's house and being wowed and then i didn't get to play it until the uh, re-release and I, you know in some ways it's very archaic right because mm-hmm. it is basically a point and click except with the added bonus of tank controls yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> the, like the writing holds up better than a lot of much more recent games i feel like they were so i mean because the writing i guess is is the the main that's like what's bringing you to the table in the first place with this kind mm-hmm. of game but i just feel like it was. It's still like their humor is still in a class of its own in the in the in gaming. Rarely does humor land for me in games, and I think that they did a good job. Absolutely, I, I remember. So I I got my first like Windows PC in two thousand two, and uh, a few years later, like I, I heard about Grim Fandango so much, like I just decided like I'm going to buy a copy, I'm going to try it out, 
And I was completely addicted to it and it's just like could not stop playing until I'd gotten all the way through it. It's like it's it's a beautiful adventure. It's uh, really funny. And uh, the mid-century weirdness is is very captivating. And uh, yeah, that like there's that one job at the beginning that like you go out on that you weren't supposed to go out on. And that's where you meet Mercedes, but like seeing the world of the living through the eyes of uh, Manny, who's dead, and it's just like this bizarre cubist nightmare all around you. <laughs> that, it's like everything's too real and too many dimensions. And yeah, the game also, in addition to kind of the we talked about like the art style, but it's it's got noir overtones to it. Like you were talking, mm-hmm. Mike, about that like mid-century stuff. Like it's like a. It's like a Humphrey Bogart type thing, like yeah, but yeah. mixed well, with like this kind of Latin spin. It's yeah, pretty the, cool. The year two segment is actually like very heavily inspired by Casablanca, where like you're wearing the the, the big white tuxedo jacket and uh, you know Glottis is playing the piano at the club that you own. And but there's also um, some fun banter, like right at the beginning. Buenos dias, Manny. Why aren't you at the poisoning? What poisoning? The code three gazpacho poisoning that everybody's at but you. Why do I send out memos if nobody reads them? Any messages for me? Besides the one about the poisoning? Yeah. I only have one other message for you, Manny. I'm not your secretary. I don't take your messages. So get it through your thick skull and stop forwarding your phone to me. All right. But that sounded more like four messages to me. I feel like the delivery's a little off on that last line, but oh well. <laughs> You know, this noir thing was so in in the 90s, especially in, like, uh, animation. Mm. I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, it's like, funny. Oh, like Batman the Animated Series? Well, there's noir. that. I was thinking of, like, even more cartoony stuff like Duckman and, like, uh, I don't know. There was the show that I just found out about the other day called Fish Police, which was oh, sort of like. <laughs> like <laughs> but it was like. No love for capital critters? Mm. All right. And even, like, the mask movie, like, it was mm-hmm. everywhere. And it's funny because it was all a throwback. But now it makes me nostalgic for the 90s. Yeah. I think, I think uh, arguably, the mask movie paved the way for the swing revival of the late 90s. Oh, yeah. Actually, that band in the movie, Royal Crown Review, mm-hmm. I had, oh, yeah. like, an extreme obsession with them for, like, my, t- like, early adolescence. Wow. I even Thank was, God you I went Royal Crown Review and not Cherry Pop and Daddy's, Greg. You, they, <laughs> no, you, you, they, you they came were to that fork in the road and you chose wisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because RCR, they were around since the 80s and they just happened to get that big break and then the Gap commercial and then yeah. the rest is history. Right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we love Grim Fandango. Everyone loves yeah. Grim Fandango. If you haven't played Grim Fandango and you like games with a lot of story and interesting characters, I strongly encourage you to go check it out. Or if you're just an Ugly Betty fan because uh, Manny is the dad on Ugly Betty. Really? That's, that's, oh, that's yeah, cool. his other big thing he's known for. Wow, that's really neat. But anyway, that has been our top five. Uh, we should move along and and get to new releases and stuff like that, which we will do after taking a short break. So stay tuned. Let's get scratching. 
Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 30 2010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. Um, and then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, your pal Fred. And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. It's there, yeah, this man. is a, this is sadder. Like, <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with him in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the, the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Welcome back to our final segment where we're not going to waste any time uh, doodling about. I want to or... waste some time. Oh, you're going to waste some apolog- time? I, I want to apologize for my participation in the previous segment because Greg <laughs> said it would be funny to read on the air. I got a message from my high school crush out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. she's receptive to something. Oh. And, and yes. Is and, she? And like, yeah, I don't... I, I was shocked that she took the same kind of priority she would have taken 20 years ago. <laughs> Just like, fuck everything else. My dad is talking, Michael. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> so Greg told me to, to tell that to everyone else. Like, maybe you'll understand, uh, apologies, but also, whoa, sometimes life does some weird shit to you in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, um, I mean, especially when Muppets are involved. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, that, I, I think had, that's the part that he wanted you to read out loud. I oh, was it that I had a se- I've had a series. <laughs> well, that's what of, sells it. Yeah, I've had a series of dreams about this girl, all G-rated, where we're the only human characters in an all Muppet high school. In our our, <laughs> and, and I, I sent this to her because she also used to interpret dreams. And our, our our principal was an evil Rob Reiner, which, by the way. I don't, th- I love Rob Reiner. I don't think he's evil at all. I love misery and stand by me. I, I can <laughs> but, see him as a good bad guy in a Muppet. But he film, keeps like, putting us through like life defining challenges, like having us almost drown where Muppets like Statler and Waldorf make fun of us. Uh, <laughs> best you wish you had an air tube. Uh, and then Rob Reiner just was like, you know what's yeah. drowning is this dream. Yeah. <laughs> 
every like every time we ser- we would we would pass something, Rob Reiner would chastise the Muppets. That's the most <laughs> horrifying thing I could imagine coming from my brain. Did you put that on Rob Reiner? I know. So I, I like Rob Reiner. He's been a great actor, a great director. <laughs> I'm not putting that on him, but. I sent this to her two weeks ago, and she messaged me in the middle of the last segment, and I forgot the name of my favorite game of the year, which you can hear in the show. Uh, Dying's Door? Dying's Door? Darkest Dying's Door. door. <laughs> That's what's happening. My high school crush is talking to me for the first time in 20 years, wow. and she she's given the same status as she would have been before we had any of this technology. Before I would have to like call her house, is, is this girl there? Um, so, so the, it's all pretty baffling. I've never communicated to her. I mean, and- mad respect to her. If somebody I knew in high school just messaged me out of the blue and said, I had a dream where we went, we're the only people in an all Muppet high school. I think I would be torn between the impulse to block them immediately and just <laughs> overwhelmed by pity. <laughs> Oh no! See, I w- I would choose curiosity in that case, Michael. You gotta <laughs> yeah. go curiosity. Either way, we're talking. We're doing something on Saturday, so it, it's over. It's yes, I'm very. I happy. think that's right, like the perfectly engineered dream to relay to a person you haven't talked to in 20 years. Mm. That is, it, it's I mean, probably if you're going to open the conversation with a dream, sure. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a slippery slope, right? I had dreamed about you. That immediately mm-hmm. puts yeah. people on guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you say Muppets, though, guard yeah. down. That's why I, I messaged her. Like, do we have a weird bond with the Muppets? Because you keep appearing in the Muppets in my brain, and like, I'm not dying to cold call you out of nowhere. But like, I really like the Muppets, and I really well, hate my brain. And you're and also so- saying, have you ever thought about how we might be the only humans in a world of Muppets? Ooh, and great. I didn't she think probably about that. hasn't thought that, but now she's thinking about it. I didn't yeah. think about that at all. Like the Muppets, because like, like, yeah, they're being mean to us, but like in the way they're supposed to be. Like, oh, your dick doesn't work. They're not doing anything like that. Uh, they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kermit the Frog, the high school jock. I'm here to bully Chris up and down the halls. <laughs> Ah, this guy think his vote for Biden is gonna do anything. Ah, <laughs> we're having a house party at my parents' lake house uh, this weekend. You're not invited. <laughs> no, this guy's too broke to take you out because he donated to the ACLU. Does that, does that make oh, you wet, Gonzo? Stop! Stop! Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Chris, for our longest lead in ever. It's new to me. It's new to me. Played right into your hands. Yes. I, more. I think more than likely, uh, she's going to walk away from this. I think you want me to fist you. I'm like, hmm. I think you're right. Um, are you? Am I a two-handed Muppet <laughs> well, or a one-handed yeah. Muppet? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Call Frank Oz in. Have him get his hands involved. Yeah, she's Big Bird. <laughs> you should wear her like a suit. Oh, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Deltarune Chapter 2 came out last week, week before. I forget. Um, two weeks ago. It's really yeah. good. I finally got to play it. It's really, really good. Oh, good. Um, and I was kind of reluctant because, like, well, I've got so much else going on. Do I really want to make time? For this uh, 2D indie RPG about empathy. And then I played it. It's like, <laughs> oh shit, I forgot how good Toby Fox's games are. This is amazing. 
Uh, it made me actually laugh a bunch of times, which is like it's difficult to get comic timing down when Dude. you are working with static text boxes mostly. Hey man, twenty twenty one has been a great time for funny fucking games. Man. Yeah, no, and he, it's 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 great, and uh, yeah, the the battle system is a little bit more, um, I guess, active time battley than the first Undertale was, and that like you know when you attack, there's actually like a little meter that you need to. Maybe that was in Undertale too. I don't know because I always go the mercy route. And I was going to say, who attacks yeah, an Undertale? You can do, like, you can do that. Well, there, there, there are times when it becomes strategically viable. It's well, just no, like, wait, oh, wait. if I, if I attack, then I'll get the mercy score up somehow. I've never finished un- the first Undertale. Should I not attack anyone in the first run? Uh, uh, that's a bit yeah, of a spoiler, but that's uh, a big, yeah. Um, do what you yeah, want. You should you do what you want it. the first time through. It's you a short game. It. So is this wait? So Delta Rune, please catch me up. This okay. is this a like a spiritual successor? Is it a it, sequel? It's, it's an it's, anagram. It's still based unclear. In a, based in oh. a similar universe, yeah. all the same character assets, but that oh. could just be because it's like it's, the one guy. Like, it it's might give a hint anagram. as to what's going on because uh, there is a point at the beginning of chapter two where you can look at the computer in your room. And there's like a file called like awesome game or something like that. And it's designs that your character Chris is coming up with, uh, for a game where like the last boss has big rainbow wings. It's like, Oh, that sort of describes Undertale. What if Undertale is just a video game in the minds of the characters in in Delta Delta room? It's, it's that sort of connection where like maybe Mm. these aren't the same universe, but they're connected somehow. You can tell Toby Fox is big into like dimensions and parallel universes because yeah, Del- mm-hmm. Delta Rune itself operates in that principle as like you're this normal high school kid who then goes into this yeah. dark world. Or, that you know like- that bit at the end of Evangelion when uh, Shinji just imagines himself as like a normal high school student and all the other characters mm-hmm. are just normal high school students. It's kind of like that, except then there's like a whole other. Uh, magical element where you, you know you fall into the dark world with uh, your bully turned best friend Susie, who's who's like a, a violent uh, white trash T Rex. I guess I don't know how better to describe her. <laughs> Wears her cap backwards, man, because she is trouble. Yeah, but uh, you know, just just big girl who who beats up on people, and then you have this adventure together in chapter one, and you bond, and now. Now you're inseparable on day two. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I strongly recommend it. It's also free, which makes it difficult to not recommend. Free Is and it free worth on your time. Switch too? Cause I know, I, I know it came out on Switch. It's so. It's, it's, I mean, I, I, I have it on PC. But I mean, te- yeah, technically, it, I think it's, it's still like even on Steam, it's still labeled a demo. So yeah, even okay. though it's like the first two chapters of the game, but, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, it probably is free on Switch. Well, that, that'd be, that might be a good way to play that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah sort of a side note, but you know, I thought that, uh, talk to the enemy thing was so clever when I played mm-hmm. Undertale, but lately I've been, um, trying to dig through my, uh, Saturn backlog a little bit. And I've been playing this mm. game called Soul Hackers, which is mm-hmm. like, a you know, that game it's, I think they put it on 3DS. Is it a uh, uh, Shin Megami Tensei game? Yeah, or? it's like yeah. a spinoff of uh, Devil Summoner, which I think is like an early Shin Megami Tensei game or spin. I don't know. It's like I don't know which is the spinoff and which is the main course because they keep like that that whole 
Persona's the spin-off of Shin Megami Tensei. Mm. Yeah, and then this game is not branded. I don't think it's branded as Shin Megami Tensei. It's just branded as Devil Summoner Soul Hackers, but right. it is part of that same universe. You can do the same thing. You can talk to every enemy, mm. and sometimes the conversations go on for like multiple minutes, and you can get out of fights that way. And I wondered if that's like... Did, did it originate there, or is this like a whole subgenre of RPG, RPG where you converse I mean, on the battle screen? The first game I played where that was a thing, I think, was the very first Persona. And oh. uh, I, I know that like it was possible to talk to enemies in like much older RPGs. I don't know if it's you know possible to talk your way out of situations in a similar way. Um, and, but I like that there is a little bit of guesswork here, and that like you'll often have several different actions. That you can perform, and like mm-hmm. one of them is the one that will gradually pacify your enemy, um, and one of them might actually like make them angrier. There's also yeah. like you can if if you attack your enemies a certain amount or uh, find other ways to wear them down, they'll get tired, and then you can just cast a sleep spell, and it has the same effect. And you're not only um, you know trying to resolve this peacefully. You are actually recruiting enemies and like you, you can recruit them to live in your castle town and then you can go and, and talk to them and they'll be wandering around there. Uh, I think you can only recruit like a maximum number. So it'll like tell you like, oh, you recruited five out of five of this monster type. And then mm-hmm. like after that's done, I think you can just pretty much kill them if you want. But uh, <laughs> does it get like a Metal Gear Solid 5 thing where I'm looking for those S ranked characters? No, nope. like, man, I got to get these S ranked. Ah, oh, no. man. It's just like, it's, hey, I don't have you yet. Got to catch them all. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. It's funny because I, I think in Undertale's time, the uh, being able to talk instead of just kill everything felt subversive, right? It mm. felt like it, they were turning, yeah. like overturning a tr- genre like, trope. Like how I've but gotten out of cl- every fight in my life over the last thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is, <laughs> but it is truer to the like the role-playing game yeah. concept, right? Like the. Like in theory, if you're like with a with a pen and paper role playing game, you would have those options, right? Mm. Like you don't just battle it out all the time. So it's funny because it's actually I feel like the roots probably go back to like the early days of D and D and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Your, um, your charisma can get you out of it. Yeah, and that's right. Um, Matt, tell me about Death Stranding director's cut. You see, you played oh, a bit of it, man. It's did you like Death Stranding? Yes. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. Uh, it's, it's more of that game. Slightly prettier. Uh, there's new content like the firing range, which uh, is in the kind of the... When you when you go to your room, you either go to your private room. Now there's an option in private room or, or, or the shooting range. I um, In terms of the new content... Oh, and, and all this, by the way, all this new stuff for... It's $10 upgrade. If you already owned uh, Death Stranding on PS4, for the PS5 version with all the director stuff, it's just a $10 upgrade. So that's that was an easy pill to swallow, especially that's for a guy PS5 like me. the PS5 promise. Who, <laughs> Extra money. Well, th- I, I never finished the game on PS4, mm. so now I'm like, oh, well, I get to finish it in the prettiest way possible with extra content. And I think there's some new gadgets of how you can transport your cargo to finish missions in that game. Like there's a robot buddy, which is basically just a pair of legs with a big cargo basket on it that, that you can build. There's some new... There's like, like a, a cargo cannon. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah, catapult. Yeah, you you can like fire the cargo across it from place to place. <laughs> so there's there's new systems to play with there. Um as someone who who played the game 2 years ago and it came out and then kind of had put it down halfway through, one of my fears was, man, 
that game relies so much on what other people do and the connectivity and the whole bridges they build or ladders like what what happens when people aren't playing that game anymore and that's frankly one of the reasons i never went back but now because you have this new release like there's i can't tell if it's people who are now playing like the new influx of players or if that stuff had mm. just kind of stuck around for such a long time right. but the world my, my map was fucking full and it was great because it was like <laughs> oh uh there's this canyon i can't get over normally but there's like five bridges to choose from right mm. or someone built a fucking jump ramp now that you can turbo boost through are, and jump are, are all the the highways developed so you can just drive around a lot of highways <laughs> are developed. it's amazing yeah. how much that turns it into a completely different game like now yeah, it's really, it's just yeah. like an open world delivery simulator instead of like a trudging across this vast empty landscape getting blisters on your feet going through three pairs of boots because of the time fall i mean i mean the meta in that game is it's kind of secretly a resource management game of investing in what structures where but you started out in the middle of your save i'm guessing right yeah and that that was hard by the way because that Mm -hmm. game like a lot of a lot of kojima games is like there's a lot of unique systems that they teach you along the way slowly over time but if you're right. if you've been over a year away from that game you're kind of jumping in in the deep end um yeah. to the point where i was like mid mission for some stuff i just dumped all my cargo like okay i'm just gonna start <laughs> from scratch go to a distribution center get new missions and it was fine you know but yeah so i i i'd say if you have been curious to pick up death stranding like if you'd never played before it's still it's very unique, very pretty game. You know, even even the PS4 was pretty, but now it's even prettier. Does cool stuff with the PS5 controller and um, is the definitive version of the game. So I, I'd say yeah. But if it, you, can you feel the rain? It. You can feel the rain in your controller then. There's there's pitter patter rain stuff. Yeah. There's more of the you know the baby could cry out of your controller on PS4, but the speakers so much I mean, better. I, did, on I PS5. didn't get a ton of time with the PS5, but that was like. Yeah, you can really feel rain in your controller. That might be the number one aspect of this controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Astro's Playroom really got yeah. made the most of that thing. But I'd say, yeah, for, for people who own it on PS4, uh, it's a no-brainer. Even if you did finish it and you want to play around the new content, it's 10 bucks, And there's enough stuff there. I went through most of the shooting range. Like, there's there's missions and then there's, like, ranked missions. And they didn't take me very long, but um, they all were scored. And it's, you know, just like Japanese game, like you're going for that S rank, you know, in all of those, right? And your first time too, you might get a C or something, but, uh, so that there's, it's, it, that part to me felt very much like, you know, in the Metal Gear Solid, when they re-released those, typically they would have like VR missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's very much what the shooting range is, is that they're putting like basically VR missions in Death Stranding, so. That's cool. You know, now, now that you mentioned that, it makes me wish they had put in uh, like some kind of skating missions with the uh, hover. You know, you have the hover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hover thing. Yeah, yeah. cart. Yeah, the hover cart. They they put in racing. There's there's yeah. racing sections. That's some of the new content. So it it feels very much like a playground where I could see them patching one or two new things onto this game. Like, why not? You know. Mm. Yeah. So Death Stranding, still good game. Excellent, and now it's ten dollars more uh, if you want to play. And it there, there's a game on this list that that had has been very good for like thirty years almost that uh, no one had been talking about. But Michael, tell us about Act Razor Renaissance. So this game, this was announced during the Nintendo Direct, and it yeah. was available. I think as soon as the Nintendo Direct ended, and I immediately ran out and bought it on PS4. And uh, yeah, I was. So Act, Act Razor Renaissance, like, I'm a huge Act Razor fan. I absolutely loved that game. So weird. One of the weirdest fucking cool games. Yeah. 
And uh, this one, I initially like had a very strong bad reaction to it at first because mm. it, um, on on the P- playing the PS4 version on a PS5 on a 4K screen, I was kind of able to see imperfections about it that it's just like oh this looks like it's using in in the actual gameplay like it, it kind of looks like it's uh 2d sprites made from and and this is just conjecture on my part i don't actually know that this is the case but the, it looks to me like donkey kong country was it, it where it's like taking a three uh 3d rendered asset turning it into sprites it's a bit jaggy uh i feel like the overall look of it is like less moody and cool than I remember the Super Nintendo game being. Like these, these are very lots of uh, bright colors and brightly lit environments in places that were originally very dark and gloomy. And like the, I, I liked the idea that you were, you know, basically God coming down and possessing a statue and smashing your way through all these monster-infested uh, nightmare scapes and restoring life and making things safe for humanity. Um, but then I got into the, so they, they hugely expanded the simulation aspect of it. Yeah, um, so if, if you play the original act Razor, you remember that there was like, it's divided up between the side scrolling bits. And then these bits where you are controlling your angel helper and, uh, guiding like a, a village of humans to expand and to contain monsters so that you can fight them. And uh, they'll come to you with these little requests, like um, just, just these things like, uh, can you clear this brush for us with lightning? Oh, this little boy wandered off. Can you go into this monster lair and save him? Uh, things like that, that kind of gave you a, a feeling of connection with these people. Yeah, it becomes, it's like a sieve or a populace yeah. at the time that kind of, you know, Hook it up, Yahweh. And so they really (laughs) expand on that. Like, it starts out, like, you know, the familiar stuff, like, oh, use your lightning to clear this space, whatever. And then this guy shows up who's like, yeah, I'm a, like, an emperor or something who's been sealed away for hundreds of years. And, uh, your people really need to, like, learn how to fight. So I'm going to teach them to do that. And, uh, he becomes sort of like your hero. And uh, first thing you might notice coming back to this as an Actraiser fan is I don't remember these little bite-sized monster layers. So there will be parts where, uh, like, there are these monster layers on the map. I think previously you'd direct your people to them and they would just seal them off and you wouldn't have to worry about them. Now they, like, form a ring around them and then you have to go in to destroy uh, these monster spawning spheres. And it's just, like, a little quick hit, like... Fight a couple monsters. This this big orb opens up. You hit it a bunch of times, and, uh, and that actually addresses one of the complaints I had with the original, which is like I loved the side scrolling. It felt like mm-hmm. old Castlevania yeah. two style stuff. But then like there was so much time between those segments because you had the little like cherub. Oh, I'm being yeah. God. This is my God phase, mm-hmm. and so now it seems like they've they've put little bits of combat along that yeah, phase so that you're not pulled out of it. So they've anymore. also added tower defense. Yeah, so there there are now hell. parts where uh, you will have to, like, monsters will come out of various spawn points and you will have to set up defenses along the road to stop them. Uh, you can set up, like, little guardhouses and palisades and things like that to uh, fight, fight them. And then you can also, like, you know, leverage your lightning powers, although those take forever to charge up. So it's it's like there's these whole new gameplay elements that were not there 
in the original. It's more than just a remake. It, it actually adds a bunch of stuff. Right. And the more I played it, the more I revised my opinion. It's like, all right, I was too quick to judge this. This is actually really cool. Right, because uh, ActRaiser offers an abandoned genre. Hmm. Like, so? it was... It was like the third fucking NES or Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. And uh, ActRaiser 2 abandoned most of the stuff from ActRaiser. Yeah, and that's why I didn't play ActRaiser 2. Because like, that's right. actually the part that I liked the most. Like, I love the, the 2D, like the side-scrolling action. But I also really liked that connection with, you know, the people in the game. And this feeling of like, yes, I'm a god. I'm answering your prayers. What do you want? I'll do it. just so, like... I think we know now, like, uh, ActRaiser wasn't an, a Nintendo phenomenon, but, like, mm. now they've embraced that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, people who are 30 associate ActRaiser with Nintendo, and we're going to make a new ActRaiser. But this is, but it's not Nintendo, it's Square. Yeah, no, totally. So weird. Yeah. Uh, because the company, uh, the company who made it before, like, I don't even remember their name. They're not, it's not, it wasn't Square. No, I, I think Nintendo was the, the publisher of the original, weren't they? Mm. Okay, could be. No, it was yeah, it was like, just Enix. It was like oh, before oh, the oh, Square oh, Enix. It was oh, just okay, Enix. Okay. Yeah, oh, makers my, of Valkyrie my... Profile. Yes, which is yeah. another sort of weird genre mashup. Yeah, and it, they they're kind of similar. And I actually wanted to say like, didn't Triace develop Dak Razor? But I don't think they did. I think it was this, maybe the same developer that did Soul Blazer, but I don't uh-huh. remember for sure because those games are kind of connected. Uh, Even having never played. Uh, Act Razor. I uh, I do. I, I feel like I've gleaned over the years that there's a lot of love for it, uh, especially yeah. among like game designers and game design. Mm-hmm. Also, like, me Yuzo Koshiro music. So, yeah. That's... Okay, I was wondering because yeah. that was one of the highlights of the original. Everyone loved that music. Mm-hmm. And it's all new versions of the original tracks, and I think there might be some new stuff in there as well. Nice. I feel like he's really been like rising in prominence steadily. Mm. The, like I, I don't know, I, I see him everywhere now. Mm. So I, had... I'm glad, I'm glad you you turned the corner on this, Michael. Because at first you were, I think, some of the art style stuff was a little off putting, but then it seems like you gave it more time. Yeah. And it's well, it, it like my my initial knee jerk reaction was like this reminds me of the GBA remakes that Sega did for Altered Beast and I think Revenge yeah, of Shinobi, yeah, yeah. which were not very good. Yeah. But. No, yeah. I've come around on. Right, well, talking about GBA, talking about handheld titles, mm-hmm. uh, can we talk about Castlevania Advance Collection? We can. Oh, my oh, God. I, I was so exciting. thrilled when this got leaked, and I was even <laughs> happier when it got finally unveiled and released the same and day. And released at the same time. Yeah. yeah. How, I'm curious. Like I, Having played and loved those games, but having since played so many faster Castlevania experiences with kind mm-hmm. of more with their RPG stuff, how do the GBA games hold up? I think they they still hold up pretty well. Uh, Circle of the Moon is probably the worst of the three. Um, Whoa! And the it, highest scoring. Was it really? It is. Yeah, I think well, so. I guess the bar but, was. But it was the first. It was the yeah. first to usher in a new. It yeah, was I mean, the it was first. Style. Yeah, post Symphony, Symphony game to night, do yeah, to... Symphony again, and it did it on a Game Boy, which at the time I guess was like people had no idea what the Game Boy Advance was going to offer. Well, they couldn't see it half the time. You had to have a really bright <laughs> yeah. light on that thing. I think this is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't played. Is it Harmony of Dissonance, the the Justa Belmont one? Uh, yeah. I, I I haven't played it since it was on GBA, and I haven't tried it in this collection yet. I remember that being an improvement over Circle of the Night, partly just because it was made to be much easier to see. 
And yeah. uh, then Aria of Sorrow, I played that, or Aria of Sorrow, however you pronounce that. Aria. 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 Yeah, I played that recently. Uh, and, like, this might be one of the best Metroidvanias ever made. Period. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's, they, they that's, left out Portrait of Ruin. Portrait that's of a Ruin. series highlight. Yeah. The, but, yeah, but it would be great if Aria they did of the Sorrow is, like, just this very tightly designed game. Like, there is almost no fat on that game. Oh boy. And then you go and play uh, Dawn of Sorrow, and it's just like, there is so much fat on this game. <laughs> like, there's so <laughs> and, much unnecessary really shit. bad QTEs, it, too. Yeah. What I'm hearing is, this is a lot of game for $20, yeah. this collection. Plus, we haven't even mentioned Dracula <laughs> X, the yeah. the um, uh, Super Nintendo version of Rondo of Blood. Very which, curious why they included that. Yeah, I, well, I think just because they didn't include it in the anniversary collection. Right. And yep. it's one of those that it's just like, if you have played Rondo of Blood, this is kind of bad. If you haven't, it was still like it, it. This was the second Castlevania game released on Super Nintendo. And like I played it at the time. I thought it was great. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, it probably has aged the worst out of all of these these games. Fuck but. the little Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cas- I'm going to tell you, man, Konami, sort of like Capcom, they're really... They're putting out all these like classic collections, and it's kind of like, what else has Konami at least put out? Now, now, other than Capcom's these? making games. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But but, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they both, and they both kind of have these really good legacy collections. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, they've got they've got a long tail of uh, content that they need to leverage better. Yeah, well, that's nice. all Konami has anymore, yeah. and you know, but it you know, hats off to them for at least doing that, um, yeah. because. Yeah. You know, like these games deserve to be curated, and not all great games do get curated. So it's, it's I, nice. I was just playing the first Castlevania anthology t- this week. Um, nice. Fantastic. I mean, I've certainly played kind of more robust collections with like the extras and stuff. Like the Konami games don't necessarily have a ton of that, but in terms of the gameplay, they don't skimp. Like they're all very good ports or you know emulations, I guess you, you would say of of these games. So yeah, good for them. Um, you were talking about long tails, Michael, and mm-hmm. I think long tails are something you're going to see a lot of in Sable because yeah, boy, tell me about this. Ooh. I really want to play it. Like I was reading a thing saying like, uh, it's it's like if you took the most chill parts of Breath of the Wild and turned them into a game. It's yes, but but based in like uh the art styles, like the French Mo- Moebius, uh, I think Jean Moebius. Is, Moebius. Yeah, Mo- Moebius art. It's it's like that. It's like one of those come to life. It it almost has this weird Ralph Bakshi animation thing going, where it kind of skips skips every few frames with the characters. Lots of and that was a little unsettling to me. It was like weird because I wasn't really sure. Like, well, wait, is my Xbox hitching? Because then it it does have definitely like frame rate drops at certain points, yeah. like when it zooms out on the map and stuff. So I'm like, ah, yeah, that that part I can't tell if it's a tech thing or if it's just bothering me. But it's not really. But it is. It is. This is like a no combat game where you're kind of like this. I think you're like this villager who basically it looks like. It looks like the sand people from Star Wars. Like it's a village of sand people and and you're going out and it's basically like, hey, go find your path in life. And one of the principles of that is it's kind of an open-ended game where you're going and you're searching for these like mask artifacts or whatever. And it's like you can quit the game, at least according to the IGN review I read, like after one mask. So that might take a few hours or you can keep collecting, collect them all. It's one of those games where like you decide when you're done. Like, okay, this Hmm. is this is done. And I've told my story. Um, but I'd say like 
if you crave the gliding and stamina meter climbing of Breath of the Wild... Do I? Boy, this game has some. But this is my opportunity to segue into a game I've been playing a lot of uh, recently because it's a one-year anniversary hit. I'm, I'm all in on Genshin Impact, boys. Wow. I am Genshin Impact. It's not just a myth that I'm it's making not, up. <laughs> oh! What got me was they, they're doing that crossover event with Horizon. There's an Aloy character. Mm. you can, And she's like a five-star, like the best tier character. Sounds like a lot of work for a game you can just buy in a few months. Well, the thing is, it's like she's exclusive to the PlayStation for now because, you know, that game's on mobile and stuff, too. But like you um, but they don't tell you is to earn her. You have to have like adventure rank 20, which that takes several hours in that game. It's like account leveling. Like you can you can level the characters by themselves. And then there's like this this world level um, that took me probably 15 hours. But I finally grounded out. And now and, and you just they send her in your inbox. And so, I yes, I have Aloy in Genshin Impact, and I have... Yes, I've spent money, but not a lot of money. Somebody yeah. proposed to Matt. Um, he... <laughs> you know who made me play it was my, my kids. Oh. Uh, one of my kids has been watching those YouTube videos and was like, hey, what? Th- hey, you have that game? You have that game? And, and uh, wanted to see hmm. me play it. So. I might have that free game. Watch can't out. can't yeah. wait to hear about how you had to uh, grind for 20 hours for X character. And, oh, man, it's so worth it now. And you're just going to spend the money. But you keep hitting the wrong characters and the gotcha. And I, I don't actually know how to talk about this game. That, <laughs> that's pretty close. It's 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 like uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising, but mm-hmm. with free to play stuff laid on top of it. Yeah. But I never did feel like I needed to buy a character. They they give you free characters that are just part of the story that have all the powers you need. And again, Aloy is free if you're on PlayStation. So yeah, that's cool. You know. um, did anyone besides me actually play Lemnus Gate? I I, no. I down I downloaded it and I watched about how to play it and I'm like mm. this is the most complicated first person shooter I've ever heard about in my life. I, it's another I time loop game, isn't it? Sort of. Yes. It, it, it but it, in very short time loops. Like so, I played just the tutorial round, and what it is is you have multiple characters that you can pick, and it's so it's it's a turn based asynchronous from classes and you have to figure out when, when you send them out oh my god yeah but it's it's a turn based arena shooter essentially and that like each character each player has like a 25 second turn during which you select a character you send them out there and you're you're trying to accomplish whatever goal the arena demands like you you're shooting these control points to get win a domination round or you're grabbing these uh orbs to throw them into portals whatever so you go and you you send out one character and you try to do that and then the other player sends out a character and they can intercept your first character as it repeats the actions that you did the first round and they can just like kill you as you're you know approaching your objective whatever and then spend the rest of the turn shooting into whatever you know just doing whatever it is that they're supposed to do and then the next character comes out, and then you can decide, like, all right, am I going to try to more aggressively do the arena requirement, the the mission, or am I going to just go shoot and attack that, kill that first, yeah. that their first character, so that they can't kill my character? And it becomes almost like a game they, with tic tac toe. Every character mm. goes into a ghost mode after that. Mm. So if you successfully attack uh, and kill a, a character who killed your character. What happens in their ghost mode? What the fuck? 
Look, it was like I, I, I downloaded this and like I have been dreading playing it all day and I have avoided it. Like it's got my goddamn inbox. Did you guys ever play so, Super Time Force? Yes, it's it's I very did. similar to that. It's a yeah, similar vibe. I'm dying to hear more about this because I, I watched a tutorial. I watched three tutorial videos about this for about half an hour and like, good God, I like how is this supposed to be fun? <laughs> It's very chess. It's very chessy uh, for as far as first-person shooters go. But it's free if you have Game Pass. But if you're looking for clear clear instructions, uh, our next game Does isn't going to help you there you. either. No, no, um, no. So Outer Wilds got new DLC. Yeah, uh, Echoes of the Eye. Yes, wow. yes. Which is fifteen fifteen dollar add on. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, but it's also on sale just on on PlayStation for some. Or no, I'm sorry, just on PC is the DLC is right. on sale. With the main game, and then you PlayStation you, has the game on. It's it's not on Game Pass anymore for the first no, time. No, it was there is, last week. I'm pouting. No, it was there last month. It, it left in July, and I'm pouting last because week. that is where I played and beat the game. And if I want to go play this DLC, I would like to buy it where it's on sale, but I don't want to play through the entire campaign yeah. again just to get the game kind of ready I, for I, that DLC. I just bit the bullet and bought it, um, and I'm kind of glad I did because it's like okay, well. All, the the DLC adds on to what's there, so you will still get to use all of your progress. Um, and it would have kind of sucked to have had to start all over with like just solving the basic shit before I can go after. That's although, yeah, that's what. Although I, you, what you don't afraid. have to, you don't have to like you could start a new game and just go for the new content immediately if you know where to look. And that's the thing. Like I had to, like okay, where the fuck do I go? There's nothing obvious that's new here. So I had to look up a guide and be like, okay, well, no, I have to go to this place first, and then that'll give me a hint to go to this other place, and then that'll... You're you're not alone there because I've seen a lot of SEO articles the past couple days of how to get to the new DLC in Outer Wilds. Yeah, they hide it. They hide it. uh, But it's pretty rewarding once you find it. And it's also interesting that uh, this did something that the base game did not do, which is say that, like, there is frightening content in uh, the Echoes of the Eye DLC, and you can turn it off so that you don't have to experience it. But that also, like, the the original game, the base game, had those fucking anglerfish, which were terrifying. Yeah, those giant anglerfish, yeah. What's yeah. going to be scarier than that? So far, I haven't seen anything, but I've just got this sense of dread. Like, what is going to happen that's so scary? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I've heard it's kind of the perfect Halloween DLC because it's spoopy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got like a spoopy vibe. I know, but, the, but Mike brings up a good point. Like, if you played this whole game and they never gave you a scare warning and like, I was scared already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then like, oh, you, do you want to see this? Like, what are you talking about? And then you don't see it for an hour? Like, God, it would be yeah. like agonizing. <laughs> when is it coming? <laughs> like, And, and I'm, I've seen something like, when it's this is, this is kind of creepy. But mm. I'm not like actively frightened yet. Like nothing's coming after me. What's gonna happen? So yeah, I, I would say the the most um, scary things that happened to me in a game happened in this game when a statue just tor- turned towards me and started talking, mm-hmm. which is um, like at the beginning of the game. It, it is. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I can't imagine anything scarier and weirder than that. Um, fuck. I. I- only hope that none of the puzzles rely 
on those flight controls. Remember, there was a few puzzles in the last game of like land your ship in this very particular place, mm-hmm. and I'm like, the, I'm fighting those spaceship controls the entire time. Yes, on this little prince planet, don't crush the don't crush the rose. Mm. Right, French will yeah. be mad. Yeah, it took me a little while to get used to the flight controls again since it's been like it's been a couple of years since I played this. I think when did it come out? Like 2018, something last like that? year. Uh, 2019. 2019. It was one of our games okay. Of the year. Yeah. Well, yeah. 20 years ago. Oh, the before times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, hey, I mean, it might take 20 years to play New World because it's mm. another one of those big old MMOs. Anyone play that? Nope. All right. I, I might try to. I, I didn't have time. <laughs> I heard I cannot play as my preferred form as Jeffrey Bezos. That is an <laughs> yeah. illegal name in that game. I heard I heard that it. that's one of the names it screens out though, like in yes, the Yes, you cannot period. play as Jeffrey Bezos. But will they screen out Beffrey Jezos? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, the Bo Burnham song, fuck their wives. <laughs> like, I, like that's how I wanted to play the new world. God damn. <laughs> Michael, what the hell is Away Survival Series? I know what Survivor Series is. Uh, So this is a very pretty game that came out on PS5 and maybe PC. um, Where you... How to describe it? It's sort of like a nature documentary that you play. You are playing as a sugar glider in a world that has been dramatically transformed by uh, an ecological catastrophe known as The Shift. That and and it's oh very God. weird to hear this like sort of David Attenborough very posh uh, narrator talking about the, an event called the shift destroyed most life on Earth, but the sugar glider has adapted and persists and and it's just like <laughs> you're awfully chipper for someone whose civilization is functionally dead, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it but you. You're playing as a very smart sugar glider who, like, I'm just in the early stages of it, but, like, following your mom around, trying to hide from predators, uh, fighting off swarms of spiders that try to take your, your burrow from you. And it, it kind of bugged out for me where it's it's like, okay, now you're in the open world mode, and I'm like, great. And it's like, but replay this bit where you have to fight off all the spiders again. And then it just didn't end. So <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I just, I must have hit a glitch or something, but um, it reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you guys are f- at all familiar with the Shelter games. Um, it has a very similar vibe. Shelter is a series where you're, I think, um, playing as like a badger and then like a mountain lion or something, and you have to protect your cubs from predators and go through all these stealth bits and stuff like that. It's It's very similar, but much prettier and with narration. We don't need no stinking badge. I can't believe the sugar gliders are it, the star. My brother had a sugar glider. It makes for glider great platforming. Like, yeah. Like lots, those things are incredible. Yeah, lots of jumping, lots of gliding. It feels really good to play. But, sorry, your brother had a sugar glider. Yeah, named Alfonso. Nice. When I was, like, an impressionable 15-year-old. That thing was, like... I, they're just so... Like, they're so agile. Like, that you'd be looking at it. And somehow it's also on your shoulder. Hmm. You can, not really, but like they're so fast that it feels like you're still looking at it. And next, like before you can process how fast they've moved, wow. they're on you. Damn. They're and on they have you. Personality. Tasting your blood. I didn't know what a sugar glider was. I had to look this really? up. So for those who don't, it's like a little type of possum. Yeah, it's a little marsupial a, that can it's fly. It's a, a little marsupial, yeah, that can glide like a flying squirrel. Yeah, it looks like an Australian possum miniaturized. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they're because they they they're from that they're from Australia, right? So yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, all marsupials are. Hmm. Oh, look at that! Some look weird. Check out the brains. Except the brain. American <laughs> possums, I guess. I like I like animals. Yeah. <laughs> no, because an American possum is not a marsupial. There's it's it? a it's a no. It's an awesome it's, possum, Michael. Really? Everyone knows that. They're they're they don't actually have any relation to. Uh, Almost the Japanese. Damn it, I've been, uh, I've been feeding them for nothing. This whole thing's just a possum king <laughs> now, isn't it? Um, hey, I played Zen Pinball Party uh, on Apple Arcade. That is, it's, you know, like like all those arcade games, it's like the, there's like no free-to-play stuff in there, but it feels like there should be because you're unlocking pinball tables mm. over time. Um, it has kind of a robust slate of pinball tables. It has like 15 or 12, 12 or 15 tables now. But I was surprised, like, it's in addition to the Zen kind of originals that they typically do. And, and they have a couple good – they have one good one that they – that's like the tutorial um, – what's it called? Adventureland. Really fun original table. But then they had some license tables too. They have Attack from Mars. They have Medieval Madness. Oh, that's cool. And then they they had licensed, like, DreamWorks stuff in there. There's, like, a Kung Fu Panda and Trolls table and, and there's a My Little Pony and – so it's like they're kind of just taking samples of, hey, here's all the stuff that Zen Studios typically does. You know, uh, they are the pinball mm-hmm. people. Um, and, but they have all these different, you know, kinds like you've probably played like the Star Wars pinballs and stuff like that. But like Zen has so much of that stuff. And this game, I think, is is sampling from their entire kind of catalog. And then they've already said, like, there's going to be additional tables uh, coming as well. So, I mean, if you're an arcade subscriber... The, the only caveat I'll give is like it it's really tough to see a, a lot of the play field on an iPhone which I was playing on like it just gets mm-hmm. so small and the views are very limited compared to even like a typical Zen game they limit the way you can kind of look at the play field and it's just like it's hard to sometimes keep track of what's going on they try to help you they put like a trail behind the ball so you can try to see the ball and stuff but mm-hmm. it's just a the iPhone's a little too small to be playing that on I'm assuming it probably plays on iPads if it's Apple Arcade oh, so that's probably yeah, the better way to probably. go yeah but I and I have the bigger iPhones and it was still like man this is very small so but that's my only complaint other than that it's it's fine games of pinball cool that is a ton of new releases. Did you want to say anything oh, about Dandy Ace? Dandy Ace is one I downloaded, never got to. It looks interesting. I'll have thoughts next week. It's on Game Pass. So if I may. Please. Gregory. We must address Steel Assault. Steel Assault! It is so rare. I've played like two games that came out this year, and this is one of them. And I, I haven't even completed <laughs> it. It's um, this, is a, this is a throwback to like 32-bit era 2D pixel art. Um... It's, it's, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is an instant classic. This is, I've played two stages of it, and I'm just blown away with how it feels, how it looks, how it sounds, and how it feels. Um, it's, if you like treasure games, if you like Alien Soldier and Gunstar Heroes, if you like Contra on, if you like 16-bit era Contra. Who doesn't? Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, right? Who, how, how could you not? I feel like um, a huge dork because I, I just Googled Steel Assault and I realized, like, wait, why isn't it coming up? I had spelled it out as Steel Assault. <laughs> because like of my dad. S-T-E-A-L. <laughs> yep, that got into my head. Better watch your assault, son. I'm going to steal that shit. <laughs> I think the title is the is the least compelling thing about it. It's very generic. But, uh, the price is compelling. It's, so it's on good. sale for thirteen fifty on Steam right now. Oh, so. Yeah, it's it looked- not a lot of money. It's on Steam. It's on uh, Switch. 
Those are your two platforms it's right norm- now. Normally yeah, fifteen. I, I, so. Yeah. Light plug for thirty twenty ten. We just I just watched Real Steel for the first time. <laughs> that movie is amazing. It's one of the best movies really? I've ever really? seen. Yes, isn't it a rocket so socket robot robots? Yes, film, it is. <laughs> yes, it is all that set in the far off year of twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened that year, yeah. man. Nothing happened that Jeez, year. Jeez, when did that movie come out? Like twenty fourteen? They didn't. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Um. Diana yeah, watched but, it, and I didn't because I had to prep for this show. Michael, you would have loved it. It's like an '80s movie you just found, like. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, lying on the this, sidewalk this, under a discarded condom wrapper. They're even faking a, a Data East logo. Wow. on this thing. But look, I, I didn't mean derail things, but uh, I just feel like this game really deserves. Uh, mentioned because it's, uh, I mean, it's the most exciting game I've played in a long time. I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, like the kinds of games that really excite me tend, can, like, have a tendency to get overlooked. Like, Hyper Light Drifter was my game of whatever year that came out. By, by the way, Greg, 10 years ago, God Hand came out on PSN. Um, That's right! And that was part of that first crop true. of, uh, PS2 classics on Damn. PSN. And uh, I remember being just beside myself with the guy who ran all the, who like managed all the relationships with Sony at Capcom. He came over to my desk. He's like, "Hey, uh, can you make an announcement that uh, 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 God Hand is now on PSN?" I was like, "It is. Why? How? <laughs> because like PS2 games on PSN wasn't a thing yet." And I was like, "But it makes sense in retrospect because that's the kind of game that would never get." Like a more substantial. Just saying, I know what Greg release. likes, and if if you like God Hand uh, or whatever, Greg well, likes. I do. I tell you what, the God Hand is what protects me from the virus. All right, it's God's <laughs> oh my hand God. blocking oh my that God. virus. <laughs> I, I don't I need no that. jab. God, I you a jab with the God Hand. We're gonna do our own research. Are you, <laughs> Are you through Bing? Is that what you're gonna do? Uh, because it 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 should all the services should so show. What if, what if I got the vaccine? What if I didn't get the vaccine? It should be your a tombstone with your name on it. Um, sorry, Gregory, but I, I'm gonna <laughs> use Bing. Who the hell you take me for? I use Alta Vista. That's Latin. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say this, real quick. I just want to say that there, there's a like the, the throwback has become like a genre unto itself, right? Yes. Um, and that's great. But I would say that a, a lot of them are, are like, very competent, but don't really, um, I don't know. They, it just feels like an, it's, like, another, they like, bid innovate. into the into this genre. Like, mm-hmm. Cyber Shadow came out earlier this year, I think. And that was, like, cool, but, like, it didn't, it didn't like, knock my socks off. It felt yeah. like more of a thing you know and love. It was no the This feels like, messenger. this feels genuinely innovative and not in a gimmicky way. You have this zipline... Like a like you, it's like a it's like a contra game except instead of a gun you have a whip, uh, but you also can plant zip lines at any time, and you can and it's omnidirectional so you can shoot them out diagonally or horizontally or vertically, and as long as there are two points that they can connect to, you can like they'll they'll hitch and then you can climb along them, uh, and this, this is all happening wonderful. at high speeds like in a like a contra style game uh and it 
it like the game does a great job of making you learn those mechanics in a non mean spirited way. Uh, it's just, it's just like the, the game design is very good. It feels like it's doing something new, and it doesn't feel like it's just a hack gimmick. It's very good right away. I highly recommend Steel you know Assault. What it sounds it's like cheap. Is, is- you like stuff like Alien Soldier, Greg, and it sounds like a 2D action game with like systems you have to learn over time. But it's not, but it's, it's way less mean about it than Alien Soldier. Alien Soldier is like, you're gonna die and you're gonna die and you're gonna die. And you might, and it doesn't really force you to learn the systems the, the way this game does. This game really forces you right away. No, you have to like pay attention to this thing you can do. It's the only way to get through this part. And it, it's not necessarily that it kills you to teach you. It's that oh, there's no other option to progress here. So it's actually like very... It, Alien Soldier, I think you could... There's some sound criticism there. When I watched you play it on stream, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, yeah and I kept no dying and getting that. embarrassed. And you had to chime in. You're like, no, no, you're supposed to be dying. That's normal in this game. Give this yeah. game a look. All right. All right. Steal Assault. Steal Check it out. Um, let's move along to... Time for that big Nintendo news that folks can't seem to stop talking about. I mean, of course, Super Nintendo World is getting a Donkey Kong themed jungle area. Holy in Japan. shit, this has been blowing up my Twitter all week. This Donkey Kong themed <laughs> jungle area. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah, man. coming 2024 uh, to Japan. I think it's in Osaka, is where, is where this thing is. Um, but yeah, it's which you might remember like the Nintendo Super Nintendo World announced years and years ago was supposed to be finished in 2020 and then oops we had a pandemic but it did it did it beat the olympics like they were targeting it to come out the or to open when the olympics were came to japan and because the olympics were delayed the park still uh, lived up to that but yeah this is a mario themed land on the maps of this thing though you see like the donkey kong area it's quite substantial it's not just like this little you know part of the park it's like a third like it, at this point now, you have the the currently built part, and then think of like the Donkey Kong area as another third in like this triangle shaped thing, and then there's like an empty future expansion land, another third also planned. So it's mm. it's gonna be a big, big park because I think one of the complaints I heard is like, yeah, it's this tiny little part of the, the theme park. park goers love a constantly empty lands. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just hope they do Diddy Kong racing through a jungle land. Uh, that would be dope. Yeah, no, Seems but inevitable. But, like, you could do that I like Peter the, Pan. The, the right. real weird weird rumor is um, N64 games are coming to... Okay, we're... Twitch? Ah, stop. Yes, getting we're getting this. No, but you mentioned it. My like, bit but, was that this Kong, is the big uh, news. Diddy Kong, but, okay. Diddy Kong Racing on, is coming on. to Switch. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Now the big news item of the week, the actual big news item, Nintendo had a Direct on Thursday. And yes, that was one of the reveals. One thing I'll ask up front, gentlemen... Let's not talk about the movie stuff until last. Let's talk about all the other okay. game announcements all in the right. press conference and save the movie discussion for last. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. All right. So, Chris, yes, talked about it. Nintendo Online, is ex- they have an, an expansion pack for a subscription service that will grant you access to Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. Right. And what I want to know <laughs> is what does Chris Pratt have to say about that? <laughs> Don't do it. Don't so, do kidding, it. kidding. They, it's yes, like no. wiping your marker. They haven't announced the price point yet, right? 
uh, I mean, they, 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 they said that it will be a new <laughs> online service that you can upgrade to from your existing online service. Well, it's still unacceptable, right? Don't, let's. I'm going to assume. Yeah. I'm going to predict. So remember how affordable Nintendo Online is for a single person. It's twenty dollars per year if you do it all at one time, right? It's that's cheap, right? My guess is though, because it's so yeah. cheap, this will be another twenty on top of it. Like I, in an ideal world, it Ooh, would be a five dollar no. or a ten dollar add-on per year, but. Yeah, they're going to do twenty. It's going to be forty bucks. Yes, total. it's not. It's not the idea. Like, do you not like Super Nintendo games? Like, avoid this. Select this tier. And as much as I love Joe and Mac being re-released to me seven hundred thousand times, Caveman Ninja <laughs> One. Jesus Christ! It's a little is... weird because the Genesis Collection on Switch already has a bunch of the stuff. Yes. Yeah, I have that on I, Steam. I, 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 like, I, I'm also, I'm drunker than I want to be, mm-hmm. and I can't articulate this, but I've never wanted to cancel this service more. That's the thing is, the, is yeah. when they announce it, I'm like, I don't use it. I'm paying 20 bucks a yeah. year, and it, it's such yeah. a, a small yeah, amount that I don't care. I don't cancel it, but it's mm-hmm. like, right. what game have I played online yeah, ever Switch, other than never. the Pac-Man 99 and the Mario 99. And this the- service I- sucks and I don't use it and it's the worst. And Interesting no. Friday night last week playing Psycho Dream while like three sh- three drinks in hmm. on the on the on the SNES on their Nintendo whatever it's called online. On their- yeah, it's service. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, like it's kind of cool that they have these weird like duds from the SNES library yeah, 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 to try out. But like, I'm not. This isn't yeah, the, a compelling. Like the whole rushing beat series is on there. I think. <laughs> yeah, they also do those cool like remixed versions of games sometimes in there, and those are cool. But I don't, I don't know that I'm playing those enough even to be worth the twenty bucks per year. Now, if it became you know more like thirty or forty, I don't know that I. I'd, continue to subscribe well here's the thing if the the selling point is n64 and genesis like you you have to dig pretty deep to find n64 games that would make me want to pay extra for them um because like that like that is i think the game library that has possibly aged the worst out of every game library and uh genesis like i have bought so many genesis collections if you're gonna show me fucking uh Sonics and Ristar and Guns- Gunstar Heroes again. Um, yeah. Like, I've got all these games, like, on multiple yeah, formats. I wanted, to, I wanted to sort of, like, yell, you sold me all these mini consoles that I hooked up to my yeah. TV with HDMI yeah. cables. Yeah, Genesis is actually very well curated, I have mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, I don't need any of this. Like, the, yeah. fuck this the, shit the weirdest all, part, all I'd say, of the entire Direct, though, was seeing that image of the promotion of the controllers they're going to sell to subscribers to have an N64 controller next to an OG Genesis controller being sold by Nintendo for $50 per controller. That was a little strange. Make them kiss. Make them kiss. <laughs> so, so much irritation. Like, like. The idea that they're both worth the same amount of money because they're not. Well, and also in the uh, states what? we only get the three button. In Japan they get the six button Genesis pads. That's no. crazy. No. And and why are why, they getting like, the six button? <laughs> are they getting Street Fighter and we're not getting Street Fighter? <laughs> Fuck that. I just that. don't understand why they couldn't hook that up. Yeah, like you're paying them fifty dollars, and it's already through a weird like direct online service where you have to order from them. So just like get. Yeah. Hook it up. Just because you uh, have shut down all these websites doesn't mean I don't already have all your games. <laughs> <laughs> I, like it, it, it's it's ridiculous. So anyway, that that's they didn't even announce when that's starting, but that's well, you know, look for. 
it's it's kind of ironic because I feel like not too long ago I was saying, man, there's no way they're gonna just do the virtual console again and make us buy the same crop of games a f- third time. They, right? they we did the worst thing. They, they're charging you. And, and remember, it's, it's it's so you'll buy yeah. you'll be able to play well, right. Splatoon online. Which who? yeah, right. right. <laughs> wow. Right. Well, now yeah, now I'm like. Well, shit! Like I have, I care about exactly one N sixty four game, and it's Sin and Punishment, and I don't want to pay for a, a subscription just to play <laughs> that. Sin and is the weird part, though, is they're not only porting N sixty four games; they're they're adding online functionality for a lot of those games, which is like, yeah, if you're gonna have Goldeneye, <laughs> oh, yeah. you better have right. four player right. multiplayer. If they can oh, yeah. actually well, re release Goldeneye, holy shit, I am there. They probably won't, but I would for be a little impressed. bit. Yeah. But I do think they could make this effort considerably better if they also offered an a la carte option where you can like kind of like game pass where you can buy any game on game pass right like at a discounted rate if i like i just want to play psycho dream you know, like yeah. i should be able yeah. to buy that for a couple instead bucks. of giving nintendo 20 I, bucks every year for five i, I just want to yeah. play panjo tooie hmm. uh-huh. and that shit is insane the, the idea that the microsoft games are on here uh and 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 that's nuts. That's totally fucking nuts. I was really hoping for a Sin and Punishment collection, and now it's, I guess it's probably not going to happen. A lot of new games announced. we got Kirby and the Forgotten Land is yeah. another... Hey, That'll be Kirby good. and the post-apocalyptic dead mall. Kirby wakes up in a hospital 28 days after a zombie it, infection. It's uh, a fully 3D I, Kirby game, which yeah. is wild. I, like, I am, I'm excited to say I... I, I Every Kirby game I have played is not great. Really? Um, for, for the last couple, of years, well, they're Nintendo games, so they're like they're all kind of good. But like, I fucking hate Kirby games. Yeah, I never I do. Wow, never picked up on um, the Kirby phenomenon. I just yeah, I'm not I'm not into it. And this is like, oh, yes, I'm. Uh, this is what I'm into. I don't dislike um, them. But there's nothing, you know, they're very much like, oh, yeah, that's cutesy, but it's yeah, not well, a lot that, there The for last me. Kirby game I got seriously invested in was the NES one, so that gives yeah, you an idea. Like, uh, I've always been attracted, and he's a very feature-rich mm. character, right? He can do it all. Mm. Yeah, he, no, well, he, he, he even, just even if you don't you absorb your And powers. more so than Mario, you introduce a, a cachet to the game title, and then it, it redefines your new game. That's nice, but like... This is different. This looks really different. It looks amazing. Yeah. Well, it's been a while like since a must-play Kirby, Kirby game, game I which play. I don't think there's been a must-play Kirby game in like years. Canvas Curse. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Oh six. Fine, Greg. And that fine. broke all the rules of Kirby, though. That was a great game, but it, it it's like very, it's kind of it's like an un-Kirby. The the reality is Kirby sucks, and uh, Nintendo <laughs> bends that. it to fit its fucking whatever its weird niche whim is oh we have a touchscreen controller or we <laughs> but this is just like a kirby game that's a 3d platformer yep. go for it yeah yeah i'm fucking excited i'm really am i've never I, I, i've been around since kirby I, I was born before kirby shut up everyone all right all right um is anyone on this panel not born before kirby uh maybe greg no i was like eight yeah there you go yeah Here's another game people wouldn't shut up about, Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3 was finally shown. Uh, it's real, it's happening, it's coming in 2022, uh, and it's got kaiju. Giant kaiju that are separate from Bayonetta that you 
looks like you kind of control remotely or something. I don't know. Yes, some one of you guys was saying like you can do summons now, and like well, you always could. Wait, like I don't think they operated independently of Bayonetta before. Like word on the beat is, is that hair. they've inc- they've incorporated some scale bound mechanics. Yes, uh-huh. some don't of the, let those go to waste. That defunct Xbox game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were talking about Splatoon earlier. Splatoon three. We saw gameplay. They announced a single player campaign, and I like splatoon 1 and 2 but those games all look the same to me and i'm looking for what's the reason i would want to play three uh... the audacity that like you your nintendo online subscription is paying for uh online gameplay which is only first party splatoon yeah, yeah. that's it there's nothing else and even that i think it still bit. has to use that app to like chat with people if you wanted to chat yeah. in a splatoon match it's strange uh hey here's that something you would it. want to chat in monster hunter rise has a new Ooh, expansion Sunbreak. pack, Sunbreak, coming summer 2022. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Monster Hunter Rise rules. God, that was this year, wasn't it? It's so weird God, to think yeah. it was this year. Uh, yeah. So, so much. This, this year's been so long. So this is like their, you know, Monster Hunter World had, was the Iceborne expansion, uh, which was mm-hmm. came out around the similar time, you know, separation, like a 18 months to two years after the game launched. They had Iceborne, so... Sunbreak coming, yeah, a little bit after after Rise launch. But uh, if you haven't played you some Monster Hunter Rise, you should do that. Um, they had two announcements of announcements, which this is the marketing world we live in. So Smash and Animal Crossing are each getting upcoming directs in October. They did kind of show with Animal Crossing the one thing that could get me excited again. Fucking Brewster and his millions. Mm. Uh, Brewster and the Roost are coming back. And they look to be inside the museum this time. So I'm in. I'm back. Fine. Let me see Wish the coffee dead. guy. Bring back yeah. the Easter Bunny character, but as a nemesis-style stalker that appears periodically and chases you throughout the world. <laughs> you have did, to hide from him. I did love and when people made night. like horror memes. Out Don't of you dare, Michael, introduce gameplay to Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's forbidden. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Don't you dare introduce gameplay to Mario Party. They showed off Mario, more Mario Party superstars, confirming more boards, which were from look, look to be the N sixty four era. I didn't play Mario. Party I bet they spelled the board B O R E D. Someone summoned the ghost of Norm Macdonald in a gross satanic ceremony involving the slaughter of innocents. I've been writing my tribute to Norm Macdonald for like three weeks now. It'll be months away. <laughs> Hey, uh, I got here's a little bit of Norm cleverness. That game, um, which was tentatively titled Project Triangle Strategy, guess what it's called now, guys? Square Strategy. What? Triangle Strategy. Nor- they just dropped the project. Nor- <laughs> <laughs> We're like, here's our name for the Triangle Strategy game. The Norm McDonald Experience. Like, just license his name. I buy it. I buy it right now. Oh uh, yeah. So, but that game, um, they showed more of it. They said we took all the feedback from that Project Triangle Strategy demo they released um and it's coming in march 2022 now so there you go uh they showed off the a yoko taro card rpg card pg um Ooh, called I voice of cards <laughs> yeah and i i love yoko taro don't need another card game but that is it's coming to switch so uh, this october so soon uh also coming to switch dying light one uh and as well as wow, two really and, Two is coming as a cloud game. It's one of those games that you won't actually install on your system. You'll be streaming it. The There's been no cloud games announced for America. So I, I, yeah, I know I asked this, first. but is this the first one to come out in the U.S.? Yeah, no, there was one. This has been happening in Japan for like for like three years. Resident Evil Seven is mm-hmm. out on J- 
Switch in Japan. As a cloud game. Uh, as a cloud game, yeah. As a cloud game. Yeah. So Dying Light 2 will be a cloud game. Uh, they announced more content coming to Mario Golf Super Rush, which it, which it needed. Uh, some new courses, and then it the really Ninja did. and Koopa Troopa. That was the not Ninji what I would have asked Weird for. button nipples for some yes, reason. Yes, does. Uh, Chocobo GP is basically Chocobo Racing from the, I guess, PlayStation 1 era, but it's a brand new game. This one confused me a little because when I saw it, I was like, oh, is that a remaster? Because it looked like an old game that they would put like a brand new sheen yes, on. It, yeah, it was. I forget what they called it, but I think it was Chocobo Racing. I think it was Chocobo uh, for PS One. Yeah, yeah. And you you have to. Uh, uh, it's the game I've I've. If you watch the Mario Kart ripoff thing I did, I I I, I had to go get save data to play as Cloud in the game because like it it was really hard to play as uh, Final Fantasy characters. Whereas this is like clearly like you can play as Final Fantasy characters from the beginning. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Um, nice. So yeah, that's that's coming uh, in 2022. Uh, here's a game that I never would have thought would be coming to Switch. Disco Elysium is getting yeah. the final cut. Uh, it's crazy. In October on Switch, October 12th. A, so. a boring 2D game I could never get into. It is not it's boring. Like 10 years is coming reading. to Switch. It's, Jesus, it seems man. like a great fit for Switch, though. Just as uh, uh, The tiny uh, text really in handheld why. mode might be mm. tough. Like, I wouldn't want yeah. to read that game. It's very, yeah, like you said, it's very text-heavy. The characters are kind of small on screen. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder, like, is it going to? how well is it going to be optimized for that screen? Yeah, mm. it might be one of those that you need to play plugged into your TV at home uh, to really mm-hmm. play it well. But, but yeah, like, uh, drugged up, uh, falling apart disaster of a person is not a protagonist I would expect to ever appear on a Nintendo platform. Yeah, no one licensed me, Michael. Hmm. Here's a game that I'm sure Chris never pictured playing on a console because it was limited to handhelds. Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition brings the magic of Disney to Switch. Oh boy. Do you remember this that, game? That game is the worst. The magic of 50 it, Happy Meal toys to Switch. That game is the worst. It's a game that was like completed day one and they sold as a fucking live game. Fuck that game. It's, Don't buy it. It's like you just play a series of mini games with char- Disney characters, basically. Nope. Mm-hmm. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. It's been available since like the, the 2DS. Fuck well, that here's game. a game I can encourage people to buy. Uh, Shadowrun Trilogy is coming uh, to Switch in 2022. That's the... The relaunches from Hairbrain Schemes, so they're, it's the top-down uh, tactical combat games. Um, I really like them. Uh, they're also very good very noir cool detective yeah. stories uh, when you're not doing combat. So Shadowrun Trilogy, there you go. Uh, we're getting Rune Factory 5. Oh, boy. Someone uh, alert Lubega. Uh, let's see. Oh, I skipped one. I skipped one here. They showed off that new uh, the new DLC. I had Mario on my side. A little bit. They showed off some uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity expansion pass content. Michael, you, you like this one, right? In terms of one of those Musou uh, games. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I think the, the there's been two crossover Musou games. It's like, actually, this is just a pretty good action RPG and Age of Calamity is one of them and uh, the other is Disagree. Persona 5 Strikers. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's a game that I would gravitate toward, like, the, that I'm, like, gonna play instead of something else right now, but, like, I played a bit of it. It's like, yeah, this is actually pretty good. Um, it's my biggest disappointment I've ever played. I hate this game. Uh, Age of Calamity? This game in the face. Yeah, yeah. I, hmm. I, I would really like to see this game, like, uh, set on a pike 
as an example of things not to sell to Nintendo fans. Well, I, I play one of those games like every 10 years, and I downloaded this demo and played it, and I really enjoyed it, but that's I think that's how you got to play those Musou games. It's like, yeah, you're going to play one every few years. I liked it more than Hyrule Warriors. So There you go. There you go. Uh, final announcement. This one's for Chris. Uh, arcade Archives versions of Pac-Man and Xevious. Uh, they're on Switch now. They, they were announced mm. as coming. So uh, I, I would pay up to fifteen dollars, dude. I cannot believe they're still charging for these games. I, I think somebody pointed out something interesting that, like a quote-unquote feature in a lot of old Xevious machines, was that like they would be left on the attract mode for so long that yes. the logo would burn into the screen, <laughs> yes. and that is an option this in the collection. <laughs> like, and you yeah. can adjust how much the burn-in is, like the logo mm-hmm. gets more more solid. Uh, yeah. Yep. Wow. Uh, okay, so here's the news you've all been waiting for us to dump on. Um, Shiggy. Shiggy came out and announced the voice cast of the upcoming... Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, they also announced the release date coming December 21st, 2022. Starring. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, by the way, <laughs> I thought we were going to have one. This is the VGA. Hollywood Superman. Give me power, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's playing Mario. Awful. Yeah. It's Nobody seems an awful. Like it's a me, Chris Pratt. No, it, that, uh, like, I want to, I want to point this out. Like, I'm not I'm not anti Chris Pratt, but I also kind of am. I'm more of a pine um, guy. It, to me, to me it's just it's it's like finding out like yeah, Mickey Mouse played by Tom Hanks. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Why? <laughs> uh, but but um uh when I was watching Onward, I'm like this character sucks. I'm like who is this? Oh, it's Chris Pratt doing a Jack doing Jack Black, Black who is basically yeah who's in the fucking but movie he's also doing the character from fanboys that is just the but, fucking driver character from but fanboys. jack black i just like jack black is in psychonauts 2 and you he, he does it so well you might not know jack black that's, yeah in that's the, almost a spoiler to say that because yeah it sneaks up on you yeah, but also he, jack black is the one casting every i saw a meme online which is basically like you can all go except you and it was jack black as no. bowser all those people are wrong. Charlie Day is Luigi. Yes. Like, ah, Mario. <laughs> I've seen so many uh, memes and cartoons, like just creating always, recreating always sunny bits with with That's Luigi. Good. Yeah, Anna Taylor Joy. Good. Like, like it, it, it's Chris Pratt because like it's automatically telling you Mario is going to talk a lot. The next one is my favorite though, because Michael, I hope you queued up the sound. I did not. Damn it! Well, we have Keegan Michael someone else's bit. Keegan Michael Key playing Trump's dick, mm-hmm. uh, Toad. Nine Toad. Aaron. There, that's my <laughs> attempt to. <laughs> yes, yes. Emulate that bit. Someone did on Twitter. I'm with everybody though that Chris Pratt is the worst, and I don't want him to be Mario. And if anything, I do, like Charles Martinet is the it was the last thing at the bottom. And of the he's cast. like in here's, there as random the voices. Yeah. yeah, Charles Martinet is not going to sell a movie to investors. Right, right. they need Neither they need to start. Yes, he what will. about Seth Rogen no, as he Donkey won't. Kong? That that is weird. I'm, I'm <laughs> curious. Donkey Kong doesn't need to talk. 
<laughs> yes, no, I don't know. But, if it's but, just him making uh, that noise, I found my brother in a barrel one time. Well, the one that's intriguing <laughs> me is is it, is it Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong? Yes, like that one. Yeah. I'm on board like, for. I, yeah, totally on board. Like, with. like um, half this casting, yeah. I'm I'm totally there and on board for. I don't care at all. Thing. It's the Chris Pratt thing because just like all all that what he does well. Um, is rip off Will Ferrell and Jack Black, who I think both are in this movie. And uh, um, it means Mario has to talk too much. Yeah, that that's what I'm Maybe. What do you mean, Bowser? I have to jump over uh, 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 flaming flaming loops in a... Like, ew. Like, gross. Like, Mario's going to talk so much. Yes. And that was everyone's real problem with Mario Super Show. Learning too much about Mario. Yeah, he mm. talked a lot in that show. I was going to say, yeah. it's not like the first Charlie yeah. Day well, is a great... It seems like the real Luigi. issue is that Mario shouldn't have a movie. <laughs> yes! Yes! I, I didn't see, like... Everyone, everyone grab Greg and put him on your legs and hoist him out of the room. <laughs> yes! King, yes! King, King. What? I, I, I did see a couple things on Twitter, like people trying to get out in front of this. Somebody claiming to be the casting director came out and said, like, hey, I'm the casting director for the Mario movie, uh, and uh, we're super proud of the cast we picked and very excited to tell this story and I'm looking at that I was like why would you do this yeah, to don't yourself? Why would you do have this? you been on Twitter? Uh, do you know what they're going question. to do with you? Uh, next question. Find the Nazis. Um, <laughs> like, no, what that why, is Michael why, is why a Japanese company having someone commit seppuku. Right? You just go out and mm-hmm. sacrifice yourself to the fanboys yeah. because yeah, you're going to get eaten alive. Chris Pratt recorded a little video saying like you know kind of teasing is like oh I'm going to do the voice and like doing Deep voices for Mario. I guess I don't remember it very well. And but that's that, that's like, what that's the funniest the part. You have to figure out. You have to find out what the voice is. It's just, Chris it's Pratt will do fine. I don't yeah. care that much. Who gives a shit? Uh, but but the idea that like uh, a Japanese guy had to get out there and like and Chris Pratt will voice Mario and he was told Chris Pratt is the biggest movie star in the universe and now he was told like here's what America's problem is with Chris yeah. Pratt <laughs> um, because he was uh, yeah. That- <laughs> you know Not what I would have been? We watched online America. I would have been okay watched... with Chris Pratt as the James Marsden character guiding an out of out of place Mario through another world. Like, hey, I'm the here, the human cipher that this video game character <laughs> mm-hmm. can interact with. Like. Make Mario not talk and have Chris Pratt just be actually just just cast Marsden. What's he doing? He's fine, right? He's got the Sonic sequel, yeah. and then he's, he's yes. It should have been Marsden. No, nobody nobody loves Jack Black more than me. But like, once you cast him, like that's the best you're gonna do. Leave it. Here, leave it alone. Here's what I want to see: Chris Pratt and Charlie Day uh, just have they deliver their lines like minions. It's just sped up in unintelligible pseudo-Italian and great. a complete waste yeah, of their talents on this role. Oh, that's right. I'm also the only Italian guy here who can comment on this. Mm-hmm. Not the first time it, that Mario would have wasted talents because you got you got Bob Hoskins, right? Like, great, great actor. Yeah. And also, I mean, Captain Welsh. Lou Albano. What the fuck? You know, that was just a waste of his John talent. Leguizamo, John Leguizamo criticized this casting as, as not diverse yeah, enough. Too white, he's no right. Latinos. And he's right. <laughs> he's totally right. I guess Fred Armisen he's sort of counts. Nobody knows what Fred Armisen is. Don't say that. Don't blow his cover, man. Don't fucking blow his cover. Never do that. I just feel like everyone's overestimating the, like, depth and dimension that Mario has ever had as a character. Like, it's not... 
like he has to do a high pitched impression of like a stereo, like an Italian ter- stereotype. And do you think for this first time I should run left? For the role. Would that be the would that be the David Lynchian thing in this movie? I, what if I ran left? <laughs> and I just so I like the more interesting question to me, which might be a, I don't know this might be a stupid question, but. Uh, do you think they can get away, like, on the silver screen, can they get away with the same level of, like, I'm an Italian stereotype? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they can't. No. And that's why you hire Chris Pratt, because he's well, not going to do that. That was another that. smaller yeah, right, backlash like, is, like, hey, why aren't they being played by Italians? Like, yeah, uh, okay, uh, fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Name four Italians who aren't me. <laughs> Well, like all Listeners, my best friends from high school. Robert De Niro, Michael Imperioli, uh, my, <laughs> Greg's principal. My wife um, and all my best friends. Vincenzo, Vinny, Vicente, Vincent, you know, all those Italians. Mm-hmm. Hold on. <laughs> let, let me just say, that, that shit is not a real thing. Italians were made honorary white people years ago. True. Yeah. You, you I mean, don't that's... need representation. Uh, no one cares about that. No one. Yeah, no, I I, I want to see them being played by Polly Walnuts and uh, and Christopher. Uh. Hey, Tom, this guy doesn't even comb his white wings back. <laughs> Why don't we fucking jump on his head until we get a hundred points? This guy, this guy. You know what? Now you're Ow! right. I'm all in. Let's do it. December twenty first, twenty twenty two. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. This is the worst thing. That's but but I'm with I'm with everyone. Chris Pratt sucks. <laughs> and sounds like Jack Black, and Jack Black is in this movie. But, like I, hate but it. I wonder. I hate it so much. I wonder if the internet did they learn the right lesson with Sonic? Because you might recall people mm. did not like that Sonic design, complained about yes. it, and they got and it they changed. changed. Are people yeah. trying that with the Pratt? I don't know. They they might be hoping for that result. Um, I, I think the the thing with Chris Pratt though is like. He seems wrong for the role, but remember that he was an accomplished, likable comic actor before he went on this weird thing where suddenly I'm the world's most bankable action movie star. Yes. Um, but before he became on the uh, I am the guy who discovered Christianity at 24 years old yeah. uh, through an anti-gay church, uh, and then I tried to marry Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. <laughs> this guy well, Did that sucks. not work out? This <laughs> the, this guy has no earmarks of, of of things that people want to see anymore. He lost his movie star status uh, for anyone who's paying attention, but none of those people worked at Nintendo. Surprise, surprise. Um, he's also pretty bankable still. So yeah, none of those people yeah. work at. No, he's not. He Matt Matt Star Lord. Name his Amazon movie. Star Lord. Name it. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow or whatever. No! <laughs> it's something Name with the, the, tomorrow war, the Tomorrow War. Name the movie where he plays Jennifer Lawrence's rapist in space. Do it. Jesus. Rapist? I don't know. But he's Star-Lord, man. He's still bankable. <laughs> it's called Passengers, and it's fucking ruined by Chris Pratt! Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Chris Pratt sucks, and um, I, I, I get why people are mad. Yes. And but also what I'm trying to I say is I, I would like to discourage people from harassing the folks at Nintendo or yeah. the movie studio because harassment is not the way to get what you Please want. Please don't do that. But I'm afraid I'm afraid they're going to because it worked for Sonic. Like that's, you know. In, in these kind of cases, don't harass the people involved. I always say by default, 
Talk to Matt first. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> run, <laughs> run it all through me, <laughs> and I'll give them the feedback. I don't yeah, even work in Nintendo, but sure, it'll be fine. Yeah, We're all in the same on Twitter. I'm like your uncle that works <laughs> in Nintendo. Do, just talk, you know. can do this. Yeah, well, that's all the news that's fit he, to play. He was born in Riverside. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the community segment, which is always the segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was, do you prefer episodic releases or all at once for games? Um... Greg, you weren't here last week. Do you have a preference? All at once. Yeah, I don't know. You know, at, in the Capcom days, we experimented with episodic. We did uh, uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2. Oh, yeah. Moira! Right. It was, it was an episode a week for four weeks. <laughs> it just felt, it felt so pointless, you know? Mm. Like, drawing out a release over the course of just four weeks instead of one... That is a little. Well, here's. I think. Okay, so wait. Let me. Uh, let me amend my answer. I think it's case by case because Hitman 2016. I thought that actually was the perfect format yeah. for that kind That's of game because those each level is made to be played over and over and try all the different each, ways. Each you level play is it. a forty-hour game if you devote the time you should to those. Yeah, levels. and I had always been a fan of Hitman, but I had never really taken like the effort to try all the different ways you can approach a level yeah. you know once i was once i got the hit i was like done with it so this really like ch- it felt like a challenge to rise to you know like okay well the next episode is not out for a while so i might as well keep trying to dissect this one and that was perfect i think a lot of like when there there was like it was like a fad or like a buzzword for a while and there were lots of cases of it like being done to poor effect and i think that kind of like tainted my view of the episodic format cuz yeah like revelations 2 it just it was like a big headache for like not really any payoff there's not know? a lot of evidence to where the episodic format works for people no i i, I was wondering too like did yeah. the reason it get invented was it because game dev was getting so expensive people needed to piecemeal out parts of the game to make a little bit of money on did, that investment did you hear did you hear about netflix like like why do you unleash every episode at the same time right yeah and they were like because every other episode we got came at the same time so we released it at the same time ted sarandos giving sounds of genius <laughs> it was just like like uh we never thought about it. We're going to get to the responses soon, but I think everyone interpreted episodic the same way, which is like the telltale model. And actually, mm-hmm. thinking yeah. about what Greg was saying with Hitman, the good way to do it, no one put this as an answer, is like if you think of Destiny, Destiny is episodic now. Like it comes out in waves of content, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, live right. games like Genshin Impact is episodic. You're right. And yeah. that Are totally like, works. They, yeah, like now they, there's like, they say seasons with like, yeah, like fighting yeah. games have seasons, right. but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I brought up Netflix because Netflix is like, um, they have no DLC. Mm-hmm. It's just everything up at front. Like it doesn't matter what you do after you have someone's subscription. But the problem I think um, that happens with that is, and the reason like Disney plus has tried the weekly is, you everyone talks for like like everyone talks for a weekend about the Netflix shows and then they're all done with it and it's no longer trending versus like you can piecemeal the stuff out and people I, talk for eight weeks about and Disney I think stuff. some of these games that are well I know live games benefit from this is it's this long tail it's like no you keep people engaged mm-hmm. in playing your game versus burning through it and then never coming back you know it's you, you want them to come back every so often 
and keep paying your money. So E Hyundai was uh, first to answer on VegGamePocalypse.com and says, All at once, I tend to play games in short, obsessive bursts, so the episodic model doesn't really work for me. I bought Kentucky Route Zero way back when only the first three or four episodes were out and ended up playing through the entire thing in one glorious sitting. As a result, I completely moved on by the time the rest of the game came out, despite absolutely loving my time with it. Now that I know that the game has an ending, I'll probably go back and finish it eventually. I just wish I would have, quote, waited for the trade and played it all in one chunk. I waited until The Walking Dead, The Wolf Among Us, and the first season of Life is Strange were all long completed before I bought them, and I ended up picking them up cheap on a Steam sale and binge-watching all three games in one or two days each, despite their drawn-out episodic releases. I guess, as Chris would put it, I prefer games as movie than as TV. That's fair. That's fair. Giant Shortstacks says it... dot 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 depends. Pregnant pause. As pointed out, the monthly release schedule for 2016's Hitman reboot worked really well for making people explore every possible challenge and opportunity. Finding and mastering every corner of a map on an endlessly cathartic quest to cancel the Life magazine subscription of the rich and powerful helped me thoroughly enjoy a thoroughly enjoyable game. On the other hand, I've been waiting on for Half-Life 2 Episode 3 for about 14 years now. You and everyone else. Yeah, the Telltale release schedule worked until it became obvious that it was like Gromit laying down tracks in front of the toy train he's riding. I think that Life is Strange series has embodied every single possible. The first season had a steady release schedule with enough time to make minor changes in response to fan feedback. The sequel took over a year to release, which put a lot of people off. The one that came out this month dropped all at once like a Netflix show, but with better CG. Tell Me Why managed to release three parts on a weekly basis, which did a good job of capitalizing on Don't Nod Shocking What the Fuck cliffhangers before I realized that the game was actually about the dual protagonist's deceased mother's arts and crafts project. In closing, episodic games are a land of contrast. Now, if you excuse me, I have to finish the remaining four parts of Life is Strange True Colors before some dickhead spoils it with a YouTube thumbnail. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the worst. Uh, from Twitter. Uh, Shy Guy Fury. Writes, personally, I'm not a fan of episodic releases. I would rather wait a little longer and get the full experience. Wait, my God, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt? All this time, we finally really did it. You maniacs, you blew it up. Damn, damn you. God, God damn, damn you all to hell. <laughs> Uh, and Logical Dojo says, my answer is all at once and then some, as in I vastly prefer to buy games in the complete or Game of the Year edition with all expansions and DLC, but wait further to buy them on deep discount. With a backlog like this, who needs new releases? I can't believe Chris's cans were off when we were doing the Planet of the Apes quotes. Like, yeah. the one time his headphones That's what happens when you keep you walking away. Walking away is peeing. Same thing. I hope you walked away before you peed. Mm-hmm. Don't go looking for it, Matt. You <laughs> might not like what you okay. find. <laughs> I like Leonardo Chavez, who says, I was Man. burned by... Talk like you're in an ape mask. That's how you have to I do. was burned, burned, I tell you, by the episodic release burned, of Sonic the, the Hedgehog. The Forbidden Zone was a paradise until Matt Allen made a decision. I kept seeing episode one being released on multiple consoles and phones, so I expected this to gain steam. It all derailed when two years later, episode two was released, then the series was canceled. Now I am skeptical to invest in any episodic game until it is released in full. That's a good policy, probably. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Telltale's partially responsible for that. Well, the Sonic one that he lists, though, is um, like, yeah, that's the one where it's tough to believe Sega canceled the Sonic thing crazy. and two episodes in, just like, now nah, we're done with this. It's it also done. tough to believe that game was a numbered Sonic game. Like, really? This the is what you're putting it behind? Four. Yeah. The amount of things Sega fans have hounded Sonic about, they were never like, release Sonic 4. Point part three, <laughs> no. like never. No one cared. No one no. cared. No one wanted. No. But I would like you to read Philip Longuet's comment, Michael. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I definitely prefer all at once. However, with development cycles being five years for a AAA title like God of War, I'd be happy to get Spider-Man, Miles Morales-style chunks of content if they can be delivered annually. No, he put Mile Morales without the S, so I think he actually I, meant like a bite-sized mile. So instead of yeah, Miles I'm, Morales, it's a little how micro. How much Morales? Ten, a mile just of a Morales. Just a mile. Miles, Miles Morales. It's, yeah. it's the 10-year the, the anniversary of uh, Spider-Man Edge of Time. If oh uh, Chris God. Baker wasn't oh, yeah. worried about like many other things that are plaguing him right now, um, I would love to hear what he thought about not having a Spider-Man game, game every year. Oh, I would love to hear what people think about our new question of the week. Uh, so who would you cast as Mario and the rest of the crew? Um, God, Mario's just such a no-brainer for me. Danny DeVito. Pick yes! and pair him with Charlie yes. Day. And then uh, get the rest of the always said Like, get fucking um, Rob McElhenney as Donkey Kong. And uh, keep Jack Black as Bowser. I think everyone's pretty okay with that casting decision. I don't have any... Like, uh, Danny DeVito as Mario... Who's <laughs> and, and, and then and then Charlie here like ah, I don't think we should do this <laughs> whatever like Charlie Day is the 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 biggest comedic genius no one is talking about Charlie Day is the shit yeah uh yeah he's he's the best I think Charlie Day should have been Deadpool from from the beginning hmm. I here's what I would want I my dream casting just have Charles Martinet do his Mario, and Mario's the one character, just like in the games, that doesn't really talk and have all the other voices around him. I'm fine with every other casting choice, honestly. You know, that could be a commentary track on a premium edition, where just like, he does the voices <laughs> instead of Chris Pratt and Charlie Day. It won't work, because he's going to talk too much. Like, Chris Pratt, like Chris was saying, will just talk the entire fucking film, and what you just need is, right. no, Mario and, doesn't talk. And this, this, this will bleed into game somehow. Oh, no. No, no, no. Nintendo would never let that happen. Like, the no. Street, they Street Fighter 2, the Nintendo movie, announced the game it. of this of this movie, no fucking way. You have to consider what what's happening here. Like these are Japanese people who don't know who Chris Pratt is, and announced the idea. Like, we heard you guys like Chris Pratt. Here you go, Crystal Pepsi is now the voice of Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, uh, it's gonna be bad for a long time. For a long time, it's not gonna. Remember be when Sonic uh, Sonic was announced by uh, Ben Schwartz? Yeah, Ben Schwartz, mm -hmm. and yeah. they. Uh, and the original Sonic voice had nowhere to go, and like, no one wants me to voice this anymore. But Sega said, like, yeah, Ben Schwartz is the new Sonic. What, does anyone have a problem with that? And then a bunch of Sonic people are like, we have a huge problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, make Jaleel White the actor. And like, uh. But we, we were used to Sonic crack and wise and talking a lot in those cartoons, but like you said, Mar the only place Mario really has talked quite a bit is those cartoons and so it's, it's true and and the live action movie i guess he talked about. but but like 
Several of us here talking have worked for Japanese companies, and like they don't give a shit. Uh, so if Chris Pat is the voice, he'll be the voice for the new Mario for I, I would say like the next ten years if this works, if this is a, a successful movie. I hate that, and that's what I hate. <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, say I'm gonna start a campaign right now. Bring Captain Lou back to life so he can play Mario. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Swing yo. Um, Mario! Like, swing it. And also that guy who played Luigi. Oh, that God, guy was you know awesome. that's going to be over the credits. They're going to get someone to sing that version Absolutely. over the Probably fucking Jack credits. Black. It'll be Jack Black. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be right. Lou Bega. Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Greg, what's your dream casting? Oh, I mean, okay. Pie in the sky. This movie doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when your dream casting is, this movie doesn't happen. It gets canceled. Um, I, I was going to say Julia White. Uh, I mean, as Mario, I, like Mario. I love it. After love he it. smokes his own purple Urkel brand, that is no good. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't think this is a hard role. I feel like they're probably gonna like want to tone down the Italian stereotype thing, which means and like Mario oh, is really? like. One of his defining traits is that he doesn't talk very much. So, like, oh my I don't god, think... I just thought of something—the worst thing ever. What if Mario, as an Italian stereotype, speaks his own name and pronounces it Mario? I'll fucking die. I will uh, die right. Yeah, Ma- Ma- we don't want that. Mary Mario commits genocide I think, to get like, one up yeah, and goes. Not, not picking the most waspy person possible would would be a start. <laughs> But like, it's I, don't, me, I don't know Mario. what's what's, what's Roberto <laughs> Benini doing these days. What? Is he still cool? Oh man, I'd he's love like seventy. Best. But who? Uh, Roberto Benini. Roberto Benini. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. He could probably rise to that occasion. You know, life is a beautiful. Yeah. I just have no. I'm like, I don't see the nuance to this character that everyone seems to see. Like. No. There's no nuance. He jumps on animals. <laughs> he wears bee costumes. Yeah, like literally anyone. Any I'm a bee. Anyone can play this. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Heath Ledger go from like this, Teen Beat magazine true. fodder to like one of the most <laughs> this is phenomenal not a Heath Ledger's Joker situation. This, this is not Chris Pratt's Joker, dude. This is not. <laughs> well, you're probably oh right, God. but I just mean like I don't like. Uh, just because, like, you've seen a guy in a sitcom or whatever, or, like, like you don't know the full breadth of a person's range based on, like, the, the children's It's Andy. Movie that we you fucking know last. Andy's range by now, dude. He's Andy. Yeah, we know, we, we know Captain Mouse, Captain Mouse Rat. <laughs> it could be that <laughs> I, like, I just don't, of. like, know enough about Chris Pratt. I've seen him in Parks and Rec, and I've seen him in If the you first... watch Onward, it's like, whatever that movie's called. Jack Black should have done this voice, and then Jack Black is in the movie. So, like, I, yeah. I don't, so weird. I don't know. I hate, I hate Chris Pratt. That's where I'm at. I just, yeah, he, like, he, he's, like, plain, famous man like to me like they they hired the plain famous man to play mario which is like oh you you hired a plain famous man to play a plain famous character got it that makes perfect sense to me (laughs) so what is your dream mario movie casting if it were up to you who would you actually cast let us know go to vintagameapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 439 
Alternately, you can go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best or most interesting answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's call it some plugs. Um, Greg, anything you want people to know about? Uh, sure, yeah. I, I stream on Twitch uh, weeknights 8 to 11 Eastern. Um, Lacquerware! Twitch.tv slash Lacquerware. Um, I'm also localizing a Saturn game for fun with a small team of dudes. Bulk um, slash. It's called Bulk Slash. That's, uh, we should be done um, hopefully in the next month. We're in the final stretch. If you like, uh, you know, sort of hidden gems uh, and Saturn era games, check it out. After you're done stealing and... some salt, you can go slashing mm-hmm. some bolts. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. What do you guys got? Uh, Patreon.com slash laser time. I'm done. Whatever you guys want. Uh, yeah, just, uh, t- I'm on the Twitter at Maddie C. Allen. That's M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. Uh, there's also some stuff we're planning for the Patreon, uh, video game related stuff, so uh, that'll happen soon. We talked to Psychonauts a little bit on this show. We want to talk a lot more Psychonauts 2 on a bonus yeah. show. Uh, and as always, you can visit us online at VigigameApocalypse.com, on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, or me personally on Twitter at WikiParth, that's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that has been our show. This has been a very long one. Thank you all for hanging in there this long. Uh, If you actually got to the end. uh, So thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Get ready, Superman. We're gonna have to drive Bigfoot over. (laughs) Exactly.